Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Settle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us tonight, special guest, Erica. Yo. How you doing? I'm all right. Good. Had a nice I, day today. I'd like to start off the show on a semi-serious note. Ooh. I don't know who left the house and who came back versus, you know, before and after when Bob went to get Hooters. But he went to get Hooters, and I thought he was going to have wings, and then he came home with salad. So I'm pretty sure what we have here is some sort of duplicate. Oh, it's a Doppler type situation. Imposter. I see. Okay. Yeah, because whoever this is, he killed the original Bob. <laughs> he does that sometimes. The man, the man you married, the man you married, he's gone. I mean, if that's the case. Now, this might be an improvement. <laughs> I've got some plans then. <laughs> wow. Hurtful. I mean, I said might. Might not be. It's, that's fair. He does like that Portillo salad. I do like that Portillo salad. It's true. Yeah, but over wings. Where's Bob? What'd you do with him? Well, I mean. Answer the fucking question. Here, here's the problem. Is that I have a 100-mile foot race in November, and seriously, let's just get it out of the way. Seriously, get it out of the way. The Alex. best thing I could do is lose 20, 25 pounds. And so it's like every time, everything I look at to eat, I'm like, every day you text me and you're like, I'm gonna eat this and that and the other, and I'm so hungry. I don't always do it though i can confirm that well there are times where he's like i'm gonna go to like dick's sporting goods and look around at stuff and i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> right and on my way there i'm gonna get a <laughs> dick's hot dog sporting goods and okay. on my way back i'm gonna get a cheeseburger <laughs> i was telling him about that when you your dad was here and you guys went to like home depot and i was like this home depot trip is taking Way too long. too long. Yeah, because we get stuck in the uh, the Portillo's line the for bad Portillo's 20 line. minutes. Yeah. I'm which, sitting there which, like... Do you go to the Butterfield's one? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah. You did that to yourself. I, I But I've had bad experiences at the the one on... Uh, you said that. Too. I don't know that I've ever had a bad experience. Yeah. Well, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all we know it's you. Yeah. We can't compare anything that's happened to Bob to anything that no. would happen to anyone else. Absolutely. That's not no. fair. No, that's not, not fair to the restaurant. Oh, it was funny because we, we were watching uh, uh, the latest AEW show uh, and Bob ran out to go get dinner for us. And we both kind of looked at each other at one point. And we were like, he's been gone. A long time. Yeah, he went somewhere. See, either he went, he stopped somewhere else, or something horrible has happened with the order. <laughs> I I didn't think I was gone that long. I actually timed it out pretty well. No, you were gone. Like, you were gone longer you, than you yeah. were gone at least twenty minutes longer than you should have been for just going to Hooters. Huh. It fell long. We definitely both had a moment where we both felt it at the same time. We looked we, at each we, other. We, we were like, mm. "We didn't." Just to be clear about, we didn't. We weren't worried about the food because even if you were dead on the side of the road, we could have just gone and got the wings anyway. Well, that's true. I mean, we were just curious where you were. Yeah, I thought maybe you know, like usually when there's a detour, it's like, "Oh, I went to Jewel and I got some home run in pizzas, and then I got some sugar cookies, and then I got some brownies, and then I got some chocolate chip cookies, and then I ate them all before I came home." I mean, that's a little hyperbolic. 
Usually some of it makes it. The frozen home run in pizza at least makes it home. Well, I would hope so. At least until I get a car oven. Yeah, I was about to say Dire that. streets. Well, you, you see, the thing is, Erica, when you buy a tent that's the size of a fucking small mansion... You need things to propagate said tent. You know what I, I will mean? say? He didn't buy the tent. Zuckerberg bought the tent. Zuck did buy the tent. That's true. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, by extension of that logic, you've never bought anything. The places you work for have. Mm, no. No, because that's like... You do stuff to earn that money. Right. The the Facebook thing, we, you did nothing to earn I, that All money. I did to earn that money was live in the state of Illinois in the right time period. That's pretty much it. You also had um, a ton of information about you sold for God knows how much pro- how many profits. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. whatever you got back is not even close to whatever Facebook <laughs> made on you. I mean, that's probably true, but... Mm. Accurate. But it is a nice tent. And it's big. I did a bit. Look... It's like when you get a home. You guys know this. You get a new home, and suddenly, you took everything that was in your smaller home, and you put everything into your new home, and then you look around, and you're like, wait, how did we fill all this space? This doesn't make any sense. And that's what happens. If you guys tomorrow were to move into a $4 million mansion, you would somehow fill every single spot on the floor. We'd manage. We'd manage. (laughs) I mean, and we are we are outgrowing this house, so mm-hmm. it, it is going to have to happen sooner or later. You want to maybe add on to it? Mm, you know, another floor would be good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Maybe you need like a stretching room. <laughs> Ooh, a stretching room would be yeah, nice. Yeah, you have a stretching room. room. Your office. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you add another level onto it. Dedicated stretching you know room. What you, you know what you do? You add a level onto it and you just put a track in there. Yeah, I like it. And then you could run indoors during the winter. I, I appreciate that you you said add a track instead of a treadmill. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah. because that's a treadmill is just too that's simple. Bad. I also don't think anyone actually likes running on a treadmill. No, a treadmill is bad on your knees. There are people who do, though. Mm. Not many, but... Here's, the, here's a question for you, Bob. <clears throat> Although, actually, I'll come back around to that. First of all, I just want to say, the point I was trying to make is, your giant tent, yeah. you need things to fill it with. It can't just be you... In the tent, that can't be it. There has to be things in there. You need like an oven or, uh, you know, a sauna. <laughs> you know, like, come on. I mean, tents are kind of like saunas in the summer anyways. Ooh, sure. That's an idea. Dear God in heaven. I could, I could tent sauna. No. Oh, my God. He could God. just have it in the backyard in all the, the time. Nope. Middle of the sun. Nope. Oh, yeah. This no. Is, this is a good idea. This You've got your, your old man's stool and your shower <laughs> that you could sauna in there. That's steam. Whatever. Different. It's That's hot. Different. Whatever. That's Fuck different. off. I don't care. <laughs> Tent's not staying up in the fucking yard all year long. <laughs> or I will fly to the UK and shoot my shot. <laughs> See, here's the only problem with, with your, your line of reasoning, Alex, is that unfortunately for you in this case... I've already got all the other camping gear. There's not really anything else I need for we're, camping. We're veering. We're veering close to a topic that I don't want to talk about. 
we're meandering a little close. We're we're we're, we're skirting the edge. <laughs> what do you call them? What do you the, mean uh, of great podcast content? The, the what are you talking about? The, the outer limits. Because I don't know about you, but when I think back on the history of this podcast, <laughs> when I think of its greatest moments, they generally involve you two eyeing each other and saying some stuff while I sit back and just enjoy the show. What What are some of your highlights for the podcast, Alex? I am curious about this, too. Oh, I don't have any off the top of my head. Oh, I was okay. just talking about it in my, in, my, in my general feelings about See, things. See, part of me is like, wouldn't it be cool... Uh, to do like a compilation of like the greatest moments of the podcast mm-hmm. for the inevitable hundredth that we're going to miss. Mm. But then I was like, that'd be a lot of fucking work. Yeah, if, you, <laughs> if you'd like to go back and listen no. to America and edit edit clips together, I welcome you to do it. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. What what are okay? Well, since you've asked me and I can't remember, you know what I had for dinner. Uh, what are your greatest moments, Erica? My my mind is solely focused on my dumb hyperfixations. So, though, what was the thing that you got me to pop real good? There's well, been a couple. It's always the knee. The stool. The, <laughs> the stool, stool one was pretty good. There it's was something always, about the stool. It's always something related to Bob being absolutely out of his fucking mind. Yes, there are a couple with the knee and a couple with the stool where I just lost it for like several minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are those are highlights for me. And those are more recent episodes. I can't remember what we were talking about in, like, 2017. No. Well, that's the thing. We've been doing it forever. There's just been big breaks for one reason or another. What's your highlights, Bob? Come on. Come on. You have a great memory. Yeah. I think any of us have a great memory. No. No. It's amazing we remember to do this every two weeks. I remember, like... Do you? I remember in exquisite detail shit that happened when I was, like... Five. Ooh, no. Oh, I don't remember Highlights. Anything. When we were shitting on him for losing the one episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he's lost at least two. <laughs> hey, one was just... Okay, one was a legit corrupted file. Yeah, that's your fault. You're the engineer. Why? Oh. No, but there was that one that was gold. That was, <laughs> like, was legitimately one of the... I know. Recording. Never done it. It wasn't, no, I, I know. It was you or me that happened to look over and not see the light on it. It was like... Motherfucker! What the hell? Highlight. Yeah, that was, that was highlight. <laughs> you know, I think that was also around the same time the entire universe went to shit. I so, want to say that's right, Bob. Around that. I think you and the Cubs winning the World Series equally threw the Earth off its axis because we've never recovered, and we're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can trace it all back. I swear to God, you could trace it all back to the Cubs winning that World Series. And I'm not a Cubs fan, but let me tell you something. I think even the Cubs fans would say it wasn't worth it. No. All right. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd take it. I'd give it back. <laughs> we entered into. It's like we entered into an alternate universe. We split off. There were the versions of us that got to go back where things are normal, where the Cubs lost the World Series and the Billy Goat fucked them again there was there's that universe things are great there things are probably fine and then there's our universe we're in the bad eh, place not so much <laughs> you know yeah we're not in the good place no no this is the darkest timeline and if anyone's happens to be listening they're wondering what the fuck are we even talking about this is what happens when we don't have halo to shit on mm, all right this is true we were like alex had a moment of legitimate worry <laughs> he was like i don't know but we watched the uh 
most recent AEW show, mostly, so we would have stuff to talk about. Well, this is why we have to watch the challenge. I'm not saying that I'm like, I don't, I don't know why I've been having a hard time getting it up for the challenge. Have you watched any of it? I've watched two episodes. Okay. I've been trying not to watch more um, since some people are a, a little bit behind. Yeah, I've got other shit I got to do, Alex. I can't argue with that. <laughs> but, you know, you make times for the things you love. You make time for the things you love, like The Witcher 3, for example. Correct. Don't you? <laughs> yes. You did make time for Halo. <laughs> That's Ooh, true. That's true. <laughs> well, we had, a, I, I mean, I can't speak for you. Two. I had a good time talking about I it. I had a lot of fun crapping all over that show. It was, it was good of, conversation. We got to get a look at content. It was good conversation. I will give you that. I yeah. hated watching it, that's, but it was good that's conversation. Why we're season two. Buckle up, Erica. Buckle up. I don't think I'm the one you have to tell to buckle up. I didn't hate that last episode nearly as much as you two did. Okay, Bob, buckle up. <laughs> Speaking of second seasons, though, the Gay Pirate Show finally got renewed. And oh. they did it on the first day of Pride, which mm. was kind of hysterical. Oh, are you ready for a whole month of corporations pretending they care? <laughs> I, on one hand, it's like, how about y'all go fuck yourselves? But then on the other hand, it's like, okay, but they realize that this is a, a group of people who who are are worth, and I mean worth only in a monetary sense, being pandered to mm -hmm. they could just like shrug their shoulders and be like well go fuck yourselves no one gives a shit about you which is true Normal. anyway in sure. the, those corporate spaces but it's like oh okay i mean it's all it's all fucking performative it's it's performative but you're exactly right if you if if people go out and buy all this pride fucking bullshit which is what it is now you're a market that they want to protect. That's the word I was looking for. You're a market. Yeah. We were talking about this at brunch today a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Demographic. Yeah. But it was hysterical because like people were sitting there like, yeah, there's there's coloring pages below you. Alex. <laughs> it's weird because it wasn't there and then it was. Like my feet have been there. They've been there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, what's that crinkling? <laughs> you could like move that out so it doesn't crinkle through the whole podcast, but... Oh, we definitely wouldn't want that on the microphone. <laughs> but so, like, the, what was it, May 31st on the, uh, the tumblers and whatever, everyone was like, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. minute. Pride Month starts tomorrow. Those fucks have known, and they were just going to wait until Pride Month to let us fucking know. And I was like, well, yeah, of sure. course they were. That makes sense. Smart. Also, who cares? We're getting a second season. That is literally all that matters. Well, and you better enjoy that one. And then you better enjoy the one more you get, because then it'll be canceled. Uh, probably. I think he only said the uh, dude who writes, or the creator, said he only had like three seasons. So it's well, not on course, Netflix. It's on HBO. Uh, uh, that was story. that to do with anything. It's all, they're all on the same schedule. <laughs> but, uh, so no, I'm stoked about that. That's exciting. Um what we uh, uh, mentioned a little bit because uh, that's all that we fucking talk about. We talk about The Witcher and we talk about The Gay Pirate Show because that's that's my life. That's your life. Yeah. Um, you have that. You have your kid. I do have my kid. And then you have sleep. Which I don't get enough of. No. Really? How much do you get on average? What would you say? Usually, I'd say, because Izzy's been sleeping a little later these days, but I naturally wake up around like 7, 7.30. Because mm -hmm. I have to get go to the bathroom, and I'm usually 
I'm usually asleep like 12, 12.30, maybe a little later. That's not bad, though. I no, mean, it's not terrible. Seven hours, that's pretty good. And I can function. I can function on less, but... We should both go to bed earlier. We should. I generally go to bed about an hour before she does. I would like, and I am only going to bed later because I've been playing The Witcher 3, and then I have to get my my fanfic reading after that. Sure, logically. This this is just my damage. What I would like to do ultimately is, and it might be a little easier now that it's getting, the sun is coming out sooner. I would like to get up, have a cup of coffee before she wakes up. Sit down, maybe do a little writing, a little drawing, a little painting before I have to, like, start my day. Sure. Um, and you have to worry about right. your daughter murdering herself right. at all times. Hurling herself off the back of the sofa. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. I was just walking out the door. I'm putting well, my shoes on, and I happen to look over. And we have a, a... It's a raised ranch is what the house is called. So you come in, the front door, there's a foyer, and then you go down or you go up. And our couch is laid out, which isn't great, but you just got to keep an eye on things, where the back of it doesn't butt all the way up. Like, you're not going right over. There is space. We should probably push it. We should just we should push it further. We should push it uh, further. So it will she, look a little weird, but it'll be safe. Uh, right? it, it was like that before, but then you, just, you sit on it. And, and it just slowly it just, crawls. Right, yeah. so we just have to keep an eye on that. So I look over as I'm getting ready to put my shoes on, and I'm turning around to say goodbye. Bob's doing the dishes, and Izzy was watching TV. And she's on the back of the sofa, teetering as if she's going to go flying over the handrail and onto the stairs. <laughs> and I'm, so, I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's not. not do that. You can't fly. No. no. You are not a hardy boy, so we're not going to be doing that to the body. Thank you. Yeah, she's Ooh. she's uh, she's a really good climber and just recently she started climbing up on the back of the couch and I've been pulling her down and this is just driving me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today you walked away for like two seconds, Erica. And I think I was getting she, her apple or I was filling her water something, or something. And she was sitting next to me and you walked back into the room and I glanced right. I did like, it was like one second, Bob, like I like this. I went mm-hmm. like that. I look back to the left. She's standing on the edge of the couch. I'm like, how? How'd you pop up so fast? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> she She's lightning fast. I was, so, Erica went to brunch today, and um, I took Izzy for, um, for most of the day. And so, uh, when I went to my race last week and I took the car seat out um, so I could get everything in the car... When I was coming home and I was like, oh, fuck, he doesn't have the car seat in his car. Damn it. So I went to put, so it was like this, this game of like, how can I get the car seat in there without her <laughs> running, into, running the into the street or something? And I kept her from running into the street. But what I, it, <laughs> so she was kind of sitting playing with the rocks and I turn around for a, a half of a second and she's gone. And she's in the backyard. And I'm like, you are too goddamn fast, child. It's nuts. Well, that's what I'm like, the stay-at-home well, parenting thing. Because she's small, she's silent. Yeah. yeah. You she's don't a hear a ninja. She's, it's, it's, it's lovely to be able to stay home, but it's also, there's this low-level anxiety that I have all day. If I'm not fixated on her the entire day, 
it's like something horrific is going yeah. to happen to her, which is a lovely way to live. Yeah, I mean, she she's she's learned like a little bit of self awareness, and there are like kind of some small things that she knows, like that are not fun, like falling downstairs. Um, she's gotten good on the stairs. She's gotten really good on the stairs, but there are other things she you know she doesn't know are gonna be terrible if they. <laughs> Sure. It happened, and it, you know. It, so the the thing with the couches uh, was fun. Today. Well, and also, she doesn't. What she doesn't know, right, is like you're on the edge of the couch. She, in her mind, have might have no intention to jump, but because you're on the edge of the couch, right, you're gonna slip. Shit can happen, right. And just because you have no intention to do something right. doesn't mean you aren't going to do it. Right. Exactly. So yeah, that was fun. Yeah, but um, that uh, that yeah. doesn't sound like fun. You know, when you say fun, you don't really mean fun, Erica. <laughs> Not usually, no. No. But uh, the one thing I did want to say about uh, uh, our flags mean our flag means death, which is the actual name of the gay pirate show, is that we were talking about this earlier. How it's not about television shouldn't be about like okay, well, we've got our diversity quota and, like, then we're just going to do whatever. It's sure. just, like, just tell a good story. Like, it can be a, a black story or a queer story or a trans story. And if, as long as it's a good story, you'll be okay. Yeah. It's in, Are there going to be bigots out there who are idiots who are just going to, like, not watch any, like anything because they're horrible? Oh, of course. Of course there are. But if you just tell a good story, the word of mouth will get out there. Yeah. And you'll it'll be fine. Like it, you don't have to. You shouldn't not make something because oh, that's a little too queer. I don't think we can do that. Oh, that's well, too black. We can't do that. And, that's and not I, gonna sell. I agree. You should just make good shows. I don't care who they star or what the cast looks like or whatever. If you want to have whatever cast, all black, all white, all Asian. All trans, all gay, all mixture, whatever you want to do. As long as your show is good, I really don't care at all. Uh, and I, I do think you can you can tell, especially on network TV, right? You can tell they come in with the mindset when they're casting. Like, we got to have at least one black person, at least one gay person. Ideally, we'll smash a trans person in there. Uh, maybe we'll get an Indian person on there. You know what I mean? Like the, all these shows, different shade of brown, right? Yeah, all these, all these shows are basically working on the same like you know diversity quotas. I mean, and I do I barely watch network TV anymore. That's just not yeah. something that, I, yeah. But no, you're absolutely right. But it is, and it, those shows, it's just so they feel like they have to be everything to everybody. Yeah, and that's when you start running into problems, right? Where you try to make these these. This, art because that's what it is for everyone it's it's not that just doesn't work yeah you're trying to appeal to everyone but then anytime you do any sort of like story that may be off the beaten path for like network tv let's say you're always going to get the complaining inevitably so and it's tough to do that especially in a network tv environment where they're not going to really hit the subject hard right? right exactly like it's gonna be there but it's not going to be told in any sort of a... And I'm sure there's exceptions, but it's really not going to be told in any kind of a satisfactory way. Um, yeah. 
What was the other thing that I was going to... Oh, yeah, like with that new uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I guess there's a black lady on it that's getting a bunch of like vitriol because the Star Wars fans are garbage. Mm, and it's just like, know. this is like a classically trained, like really fucking good... I haven't watched it because yeah. I'm just going to watch it through Tumblr, which is how I do things, you know? <laughs> like, I, I don't care. Just let me look at Ewan McGregor's nice face. Um, So it's just... But yeah, I guess they they... Though it's taken like however long, because uh, what's her face from? Is it Kelly Tran? What was her name? She played Rose in those movies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know. You're they chased about. her off the fucking internet. It was just like she got so much hate just well, for being in Star Wars from these monsters. So now they're actually like something's happening, and they're they're trying to address it and being like, that's not like no, this is just wrong. Yourself. But here's, basically, here's the thing: you can't be chased off of anything if you don't just just don't read that shit. Like, if you're if you're not, I don't know that. I agree let's with say that, Alex. let's say. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. People shouldn't be doing it. It's wrong. But let's say I'm in the new Star Wars tomorrow. Okay, there's some new Star Wars thing, and I'm casting it. Well, chances are I'm gonna fucking suck, right? I'm not an actor. So people are going to hate me. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. If I just don't engage, if I literally just don't read Twitter or Facebook or whatever, the only feedback I'm going to get would be from whoever's employing you. I think, though, or if maybe you're, like your friends, if you're an act and not everybody is like this, but I do think if you're in that space, well, the actors are definitely very vain. Generally, not, oh, sure. But I, I just think it's I think it got beyond just a couple hateful messages. It no, was like, I understand that. But there it got be... to a point where it was just it was legitimate harassment. And it was just sure. kind of like, OK, that's an Asian lady daring to be in your space wizard movie can we all calm down a little bit well and and it's it's i think the the real problem alex is like it when it when it jumps when it with these things people are so quick to throw out like um legitimate threats of violence against people and that you can't ignore you know 99.9 percent of these people are just little bitch babies who are not going to do shit but you don't know you don't know who's well, not, and, like, and that's where that really comes into play. You don't know, you know what 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 people are really capable of and what they're going to do. If you're getting a message that's like, "I know where you live, and I'm going to break into your house, and um, you know, whatever," do like what happened to the Gamergate people? Sure, the women who were like on the tangential, like you know, firing squad of that. Well, no, I mean, you know, you know, I completely agree. No, with I know, everything I know. You guys are saying, but what I'm kind of saying is, I mean, I agree with you. Like, let's just say, for the sake of argument, you just don't exist on social media. Mm-hmm. The only way you're gonna get that stuff then is if someone gets your phone number. Or Which, they get your home address and they send you crazy letters or something. That shit happens, though. In which case, send that shit over to the police or whatever. And I know they're not going to actually do They anything. don't do anything. They're yeah. not going to do anything, but at least you have a record of it when you get killed. But you know... Alex, but, <laughs> well, at least there's a record of it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the pro- I think part of the problem is, is, is I, I can... All but guaranteed, all these actors have clauses in their contracts that say you better pump this movie every way we tell you to. And if they're not on Twitter, they want you on socials. You're right. not doing that. You're going to run. And the well, oh, the people oh. in this room are very different. I'm not. I'm, I 
don't touch my Facebook anymore. You, I don't think you ever had one. I did. But briefly for like yeah, I whatever. Never really used and it. you only recently made a new one to join your running groups because that's the only way that they communicate out. Yeah. You're not on Twitter. You're not on Twitter. You guys only go on Reddit, right? For the most part. Yeah, I jump I on my Twitter anything. and my Tumblr because I look at my dumb fandom bullshit. We do not have a typical online sure, experience. But I would argue that that's what people should be doing. I completely agree with you, but that I just don't think that's that's just not the way like it is I, like, anymore. Like, and I don't even go on Reddit. Like Reddit essentially right, is, is basically a forum. It's a ton of forums yeah. split into different sections. That's basically what you boil down to Reddit being. But I don't really like i generally don't even read the comments i certainly don't ever post anything well i don't i think um, a, a very one one thing that i have always adhered to except for when the av club used to have a really good comment section and this is before kinja they and they got bought and everything just destroyed it now it's a hollow shell of what it once was I do not. I never read the comments. Never read the comments on an article. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, some, something like Reddit. I basically use it as a news aggregator. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, but I think that's also not the norm. No, it's not typical. I would. I, I mean, I agree with you. I've I've always thought. I mean, uh, you know, let me just go ahead and toot my own horn. I've always thought I've been way ahead of the curve on how destructive social media has been. I mean, I was talking about this shit 15 years ago. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, and you're it, not it, wrong. It, it was pretty. It was pretty obvious. It's, it's just garbage. people have no self control. It's a shit show. It's like it's like when the horse armor showed up in fucking Skyrim or Oblivion or whatever it was, right? Horse and armor. it was like it was like, do not buy this. You're gonna fuck us all. You're gonna fuck all of us. And boy, did everyone. And lo get and fucked. behold, we got womp, fucked womp. hard. <laughs> yeah. No. I, well, I, it's it's hard because I I don't fundamentally disagree with you it's just not what reality is no i and, and i agree with you like i've heard um i've heard actors talk about that that there absolutely is that's a negotiated part of the contract like you're gonna post about this and mm-hmm. on this day or whatever you know on whatever social media that's all very much laid out oh yeah, yeah. especially but in those big what? franchises and stuff if that was part of my job I would just say, okay, I'll make a Twitter. I'll go post that thing. I'm never reading a single comment. I'm never looking at my DMs. And you can you can set it up that way. You, you can. can go, I, you can I, go on Twitter also, and you can shut all that stuff off. For sure, sure. But then your family exists out there and your friends exist out there. And they see that vitriol being like shat well, at you. Well, I, I would also say don't send that shit to me. If I was, look... I've. I'm not even saying they're sending it to you. It's just they see it that affects them too. And it's if I see something like it's threatening, like say Bob, like I'm gonna mention it well, to him. Yeah, because and I I would think if it was an everyday thing, would you keep mentioning it? I guess if it, it was, would depend if it was on the just severity. Normal. If it was something that I was just worried about. If you suddenly got a message and they were like, hey, here's your address. I'm coming there to kill you. Okay, yeah, you bring that Well, up. but, but I mean, here's the thing. I think if you're, if you have any kind of a profile, like, one, you got to have a firm that you hire to, like, through your agent, you got to have a, somebody who just manages your social well, media. Well, and those more, your... Your bigger actors. Tom right, Cruise I, comes yeah, to mind. I like, wouldn't, I wouldn't think... 
Kelly Tran or someone of those levels. That's the I don't think they're kind being of person who needs like that. that. She's the kind of person who needs that because you know Tom Tom Hanks he can afford whatever the hell. She's an up and coming who doesn't necessarily have those resources, but is going to get that who you know, has gotten that kind of vitriol. Like, and I don't think it was all online. I think it it. Yeah. Bled over into real life, too. And the really shitty thing is they really cut her part down in that third movie. So these yeah. assholes were like, oh, look, we did that. We fixed it. Mm-hmm. So it works. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I know that might be the takeaway idiots have, but I'm sure what actually happened is between that second and third movie, there was a bunch of upheaval right and jj abrams took over the third movie well because there was so they rejiggered things around and everything they were like oh what the fuck was this and it's like why weren't you paying attention to what this was this is a flagship franchise why wasn't there a three movie plan you maniacs yeah i think i mean look i don't know what happened behind the scenes or whatever what was thought of anyone's role or their performance or whatever the reason was i thought she was fine yeah i I didn't take issue i didn't have any i didn't think that movie was good, but it didn't have anything to do with her um, or really anyone's performance. I think the movie just sucked. <laughs> but, you know, like George Clooney can be in a movie and be great. The movie could still suck. Yeah. You know? Well, George Clooney was a great uh, Bruce Wayne. That fourth Batman movie is dog shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, you know. I haven't rewatched for fun bad uh, purposes. I'm sure it gets there, but it's just like, why why bother? I just Star Wars. Yeah, I, I, I will think... say it is nice to see them actually addressing it. Yes. And it being like, no, this is this is not the way this works. And actually saying something on their Twitter feed. And I think they actually had Ewan McGregor like record something and they put it out there being like, why are you being racist fucksticks? Well, I, Paraphrasing, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad they're doing that. Um, at the end, ultimately... I think the real what really needs to happen is better policing of harassment on the internet. Oh, I completely agree with you, but that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because I, we we've seen it not going to happen from the cops. And no, I know no, when no, you no, say no. policing, you don't mean that no, necessarily. I don't mean that. But I, racism and this kind of stuff definitely needs to be shouted down when it's well, seen. Well, I, I I mean Here's the th- I know it's not going to happen because our government is just a steaming pile of shit that is determined to run us um, into the ground. But you need, um, we really need laws that say Alexa didn't like that. I, mean, I guess so. <laughs> you know, we need the we need harassment online to be more of an uh, to be an offense. Oh, you mean to actually like. Make that a law is punished. That would like and we help need, people, and we need laws that force the social media companies to spend the money to do that. Nah. Yeah. Well, the the yeah, they would have to be forced. Um, exactly. And even then, they would probably do a terrible job on purpose. Well, but, I mean, they have their well, terms of service. Any any time, the, the law should be if if the if Facebook if Facebook no finds out. That somebody is going to commit a shooting or is threatening a shooting and they do not respond within a minute of that hitting their algorithm, they are liable 
to be sued by the family of the victims. That should be the law. No? I don't disagree. There's lots of things that should be laws, though. Well, you know, the shooter committed lots of, broke lots of laws. Nope, so we're not doing it. We can't have I already any cried more once laws. about it today, very embarrassingly. We're not going to talk about it again. Well, I mean, Whilst some, eating hot wings, some, I burned my eyes trying to wipe them. <laughs> not fun. Learn from hot ones, people. Do not, Learn when you are crying, ones. do not go to wipe your hands if you are eating hot wings. Well, and there's some, you know, I remember a while back, there were definitely some states that started to pass, like, revenge porn laws, yes. you know, where people were sharing, like, nude photos Oh, you of broke up with me, so I'm going to post a bunch of this stuff online. Sure. Right. Some states did do that. Um, but, yeah, that doesn't have any... I mean, that's, like, that's a type of harassment. That's not, like, overall any harassment, of course. Right. Um, well, the whole point is, I think there's a lot of people in these positions of power that don't either understand the way this shit works and don't care to understand, don't care to learn. And it's just like, well, just because you don't experience this or understand this doesn't mean that it isn't a real problem that needs addressing and fixing. Now, I'm sorry you have to pause from getting uh, uh, filleted by the NRA with those sweet, sweet dollars, but maybe let's pull our heads out of our collective asses and, you know, do something for the betterment of our country. Well, and the reality is, you know, you're talking about people managing other people's social media accounts. You know, your senator or probably even member of the House doesn't they don't oh no i know manage their own twitter or facebook or anything so they're not seeing you know if you're if you're whoever anyone any senator either side of the aisle they're probably getting a ton of crazy shit in their dms and their comments and their inboxes whatever crazy nonsense and they're never seeing it it's some intern that sees it and they have to deal with it right but they're not they're not going to you know who whatever intern doesn't go to Bernie Sanders and say, hey, 14 people a day said they wanted to chop your head off. 14, so, that's a very low number, I yeah, would assume. But you know you know what I mean. So I like, know they're not, yes. and, and, and No, but even all, I'm not even saying that. If, if people are coming to you and telling you that this is an issue, you shouldn't just shrug your shoulders and go, well, nah, don't care. Which is definitely what seems like happens. Yeah. Oh, you you mean it from a political level? Yeah. No, I I agree with that. Um, I just think from from like my le- from my personality, and I understand I don't speak for everyone. My personality, if I was suddenly a celebrity of some sort, I would just get off social media. And if I had to be, I, I mean, I'm not in the first place, but if I had to be on social media, I wouldn't read any of that nonsense. And if for some reason, like. Bob started sending me like, hey, someone, you know, made a meme of your head getting chopped off or something. I'd be like, well, don't send me that. (laughs) Like, why are you sending me this bullshit? You know? No, I do agree that just completely abstaining from it is the way to go. Just, But I don't think that that in the world we live in, that's just not. I think the only way to do it is to have somebody do it for you. To have a firm. Mm -hmm. And. I can't imagine what they charge. Oh, who the fuck and, 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 and Yeah, and I think also realistically, if you're going to exist on the internet and you are you have some sort of following for whatever reason, I think you just have to accept that you're going to deal with a certain level of crazy. And, you know, that's not fair or right, maybe, but it kind of just is what it is. Because 
you, well, can, it, you can curate to a degree. You can yeah. start blocking like crazy, but you're, you can like, what are you going to spend two hours every day going through your comments and well, blocking it, people? It, it comes back to that. The, the debate that comes up every time you talk about rape, right? Which is, which is if you like, there are people who will get, have very visceral reactions. If you try to talk about how a young woman could defend herself in that situation and will say, well, the boys just need to be trained or be taught not to do that. I agree. However, if my daughter is faced with that situation, I would like her to know what to do. It's kind of the same argument. You gotta, you gotta deal with. You it mean from a both discussion sides. in trying to protect yourself, right? I don't disagree. Oh, I think we're gonna go fucking open this door. I, it, I don't disagree with you necessarily. I just don't think that most of the time th- that's not necessarily happening in an attacky way. I understand where you're coming. I understand that point of view. I, I also. You, I'm not saying you shouldn't yeah. tell people this is how you defend yourself if yes. you're if you're being attacked in some way. I, I, That's information yeah. that you should have. Right. I. You have to be. You have to be responsible for yourself because society doesn't give a shit. We should give more of a shit, but we don't. And we should teach. People should not harass people online. People should, you know, uh, boys should learn when they're young what's appropriate behavior and what's not. You have to, at the end of the day, you still have to be responsible for yourself and whether whether that's self-defense in that or or it's protecting yourself online. Both apply. And I think that's what frustrates me when I have with conversations around topics like this it's like it's not like i'm i'm advocating that we don't try to fix the systemic issue you you do have to protect yourself and that's what you're saying with social media. right i mean i i agree that you know i would love it if facebook or twitter or whoever would come along and hire the you know what would have to be millions of people to actually to do moderate this, right. their platforms which they could absolutely afford yeah. And they would still make insane amounts of money, no. but are they going to do that? No, no. absolutely not. No. Uh, and and realistically, rather than being forced to, they would probably just move their operations to another country or something. Like they would not. Facebook yep. would not go out and hire. You know, if you were going to really moderate Facebook, oh, the Facebook you, has already caused the 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 sure. We're, we're, we're shoved oh, we're, over the yeah. precipice because oh, yeah. of Facebook. It's, it's long over. It's done. But there, there's really nothing you can do anymore. You've poisoned the well, and the citizens have been drinking the poison. It's done. My my point is, if you think about it, you know, even if you're going to moderate like a moderately sized forum about whatever, you're probably going to need 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 people, depending on kind of the size of the forum and it depends on amount how many of people, posts right. and everything and yada, yada. And that's like some little fucking forum. If you want to moderate Facebook or Twitter and you want to do it by hand, I'm not talking about algorithm, algorithm, lickly, holy shit. Hmm. If you want to do it by hand, you would need millions of people. Mm-hmm. And they're just not going to hire those people. Well, they they're don't not. care because they're like, well, we've made all the money in the universe and we're not being punished for this. It does. No one seems to give a shit. Everyone still uses Facebook. Yeah. So who cares? 
We've just caused the downfall of everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. And then but I'm still making day, money, so who gives a shit? Yeah, and at the end of the day, you're not... People are going to use this stuff no matter what. People really don't care, which is always my core argument about everything. I can't stand when people pretend to care about certain things, whatever it is. I hate the pretending to care, and you can always tell when people are doing it, the fake sympathy or the fake sadness or whatever. Thoughts and prayers. I hate that shit because... If you actually cared, you might actually change your behavior. Well, you or do, something do something to fix things, but you clearly don't give a shit. Again, um, you're getting filleted by that sweet, sweet NRA money. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not. Why would I? I, I want to continue to get filleted. Why would I stop? Yeah, and and this I'm is not, just the I'm longest, not even... most sumptuous blowjob ever. Why? Why would anyone <laughs> stop that? And 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 I'm even talking about myself. You know, like I stay off most things, right? Twitter, Facebook, whatever. We've gone over all of it, but. You know, even when I, you know, obviously I didn't enjoy reading all the things that were happening in Activision Blizzard, but clearly it doesn't bother me that much because I still play Overwatch, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm not, you know, saying I'm not a hypocrite as well. Oh, well, we're, everyone is a hypocrite. Everyone is a little racist. That's, well, no one is perfect. Do not put people on pedestals. It's all, everyone is a degree of shitty. And it just, mm -hmm. that is just the way it is because I, I can't, I can't care about everything. No. And, and it doesn't make you shitty. It, it may, it makes you human. It, you know, there, you do have to pick your battles. You do have to pick. Ooh, I did that this week. Actually, I picked a battle because I was like, there are things being said about a certain trial that happened this week. And I was like, Lord, bear me strength. Eric is not going to say anything. There you go. I'm going to move Ooh. on. I forgot I'm going to move that. on. Because we're not going to talk about that shit either. Because that's a whole nother shit storm. We're not? Because I have no idea what your feelings are. I really don't. They're, my feelings are... Because my feelings are they're kind of both terrible people. Yes, but that does not excuse the abuse. And just because she well, they, he shouldn't be able to say she defamed me by just... A, like. A, like mentioning something in an op-ed that has been proven in court. Uh huh. I don't think she's at fault for that personally. No, you're a shitty human being who, and that's not saying that she isn't shitty too and did horrible things to him, but you shouldn't have to be a perfect victim, like this perfect saintly whatever, to get. I don't even know if it's justice because the whole thing is just kind of ridiculous, right? But I don't. I know also enough think about the case. It's to the be I don't know enough about. I didn't follow it because I find the whole thing sickening. I think it's gross that people were standing outside of the courtroom and just being like, "Well, I like that this guy was in a pirate movie or in well, a, in a movie from before." And it's just like these people can just because somebody was in a movie you like. This is more the the core of it for me. Is just because somebody was in a movie you liked. Does not mean that they that exempts them from being a shitty human being. What sure. if Joey's a shitty human being? You know that would suck. I'm still watching The Witcher. The thirst will go away. My, you know, kind of my thought on the whole thing was, I. I but you know what, Bob? I'm never going to know that because he's one of those actors who's not on social media. Ah. Motherfucker stays away because he's smart. I um, I I really didn't follow it at all. I I did not care at all. About the, about the trial, it was annoyed that people were like, "Oh, it's absolving him of 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 the abuse," and it's like that's not what this was about. No, it wasn't. It was a defamation lawsuit. Yeah, 
he it's been proven that he abused her. That's not what was on trial. No. Um, and so, that's what annoyed me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I I know so little about the case. Um, and that's I, I mean, I, there is a point to following cases like this, in that it's important for it's precedent. Set. Precedent. Well, the Supreme Court has decided precedence doesn't matter, but only in certain things. Um, you know, it, it's important to see how how courts are ruling and and look at it from a legal aspect and, and, and really that's more for it's really more of a, a lawyer thing and like single female lawyer but it is there's a reason public trials are public it is because the people should there's supposed to be some accountability to it um and you know who knows Maybe if we sat down and we read the whole thing and we were on that jury, we would have ruled in favor of Johnny Depp this, the same way. We don't know. Well, they, I mean, I didn't follow it. They ruled in favor of they, him, they but then favor, she... They ruled in favor of both of them. Yeah. I guess the monetary damages would just make you think they ruled in favor of him more. Because he got, what, 15 he million got, and she he got, got 15 million, he got two, of which, you know, who knows if either of them will, you know, see that money. I don't, you know... It's weird. Lawyers will. It's weird when you say. It's weird when you say we're going to grant you two million. We're going to grant him fifteen. But it's like, why not just say thirteen and zero? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, like, because that's basically what happened. Um, But I guess yes for lawyers or fees or whatever. But here's the thing. I don't care about. I don't care about that trial in terms of what about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I don't. I care about it as in terms of what does that mean in terms of what what defamation says in this country and, well, and what can victims speak out? You know, and, and that's that's the question. And I haven't read about it. I, I don't know. I also know Johnny Depp and Amber Heard have never once thought about me as a human being. <gasps> what? Once. But, I don't give a shit about. But them. you saw Pirates of the Caribbean. I know. They care about you he so cares. much. You saw Aquaman. He's one sixty fourth Indian. In the <laughs> well, the other thing is, he's like he's like oh, this ruined his career. Now he ruined his own career. He's like a drunk and like a, yeah. belligerent and kind of horrible. Like no. I don't care. I just don't care. You can't. About him. I you don't care about any celebrity. You shouldn't put these people. I, thirst, thirst, my friends, thirst. But you should not put people up on a pedestal. Because well, they will always, always yes. disappoint you. It it seemed to me what they... <laughs> As you look I mean, back at my ass, your Funko like, <laughs> Thirsting is fine. Go ahead. Well, Alex. like I said, I didn't follow it at all. And I, you know, maybe saw a few things. Obviously, the whole circus around it is ridiculous. But, I mean, that's going to happen when you have, you know two people that are one guy that's extremely well-known and a female the actor that's pretty well-known too. I mean, she's not the star of his it's level. It's insane that you're like going to this courthouse with like... Oh, like, that's just... And just people randomly yeah. just commenting those on are, it. I'm those like, are crazy people. What the fuck? Like, this has no bearing on your day-to-day. What no, do you care? The, the people go in there and everything and who are following it and all that shit. I mean, that's... That's a whole nother thing, our obsession with celebrities in this com- country mm-hmm. and everything they do. I mean, I don't give a shit. But it was. It seemed to me basically what that trial kind of came down to, because it wasn't really, I think even Johnny Depp would say, for him, it wasn't about like winning any money. 
or even winning the case. He wanted to try to repair his public image. And I would say... I'm sure that was part of it. And I would say... From that standpoint, his team of lawyers and his publicist or whoever, it seems like that was highly successful. Sure. And, you know, whether or not I agree with that was really uh, completely immaterial. Oh, that doesn't matter. I personally don't. I mean, again, I didn't follow much. I saw a little, but it's just from what you heard of, like, the testimony, it's like, wow, you're a garbage human being. But nobody, no one was actually, like, watching it. Everyone is no. getting it from like a third little or snippets. fourth yeah. source. Yeah, little snippets, Wait, little clips. It's getting editorialized, and then it just becomes what, part of the what public I'd really conscious, love, and it's just fucked. What I'd really love to read about this trial is something of like something from like a law school breakdown of it, mm-hmm. and so, and like that that is that is neutral and is like yeah this. This went according to because what I want to know is, um, was the law as it stands actually fairly applied? You can debate whether or not the law should be different. That is a fair question. Um, but was it actually applied correctly in this case? And if it was, I mean, you might not like the result, but okay. The, the solution is not to change how the court case goes, but to try to influence law change. And, and and I think that's the complicated thing with everything in in the legal sphere and court rulings is a court can rule in a certain way that you don't like, but it might be legally sound and it might be fucked up but it might be legally sound. And and that's I think that's a, a lot of the problem we've had with the Supreme Court is you know it's fucked up some of these rulings, but if you read what lawyers say about it, they're like I mean, you can't argue against it. It's like there's not a law, there's nothing firm to say yeah, it should be this way or yeah, it should be that way. One of the interesting things, and and I I, I don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole here, but there um, we go. Here it comes. But when when that decision was leaked, um, I heard some interesting things from lawyers that I know online that said you could just say Scotty. No, it wasn't just Scotty though. But it was, it was Scotty, Scotty was one of them. Yeah, that was basically like. You know, I know you guys are upset, but in legal circles, that decision has been controversial forever. Like, it's not like some decisions where, you know, it's controversial in media and but really it's like legally rock solid. Like there's there's no controversy here. The law says this. It's pretty straightforward. Like the media's the media makes it controversial. Roe v. Wade was not considered a very legally sound decision. And it has been very much debated. Which goes to my point that I have made in in the wake of that release that, you know, well, someone should have fucking made it law. 
Nah, that requires doing something. Yes. And we can't have that. So Can't have it. But that's my interest is like, no, I want to know if this is if this is legally shaky or not. Because that informs whether or not, you know, that could inform how I vote. You know, if if you if you come to me and you say, "Hey, that like your freedom of speech is on really legal shaky ground," um, you better be careful. I might change how I vote based on that, and and support of people who would protect that. Well, I do say you do definitely need to pay attention to who the the judges are and. And no one does. No. Oh, fuck! I know. Look at look at Cook County. Um, there was a judge in Cook County who sat on the bench for years collecting a paycheck. She would they would not give her cases because she was completely unqualified to sit on the bench. But because it's an election, she kept winning. Living the dream forever. Babe. Like she like, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't even like. This is Democrats versus Republicans thing. No, like she was completely off the rocker. Oh, that's outstanding. That that does sound pretty sweet. Living you get, the yeah. dream, You get elected man. to a job you're not qualified for. And they yeah. don't give you anything because they know and you're not qualified. They know you're not qualified, so you don't have to actually ever do anything. And you're just, no, just collecting a paycheck. paycheck. Just keep getting elected. Cook County, everyone. At a girl. That's, that's like the judge version of being a consultant. So you know, in the what 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 that I think she did eventually get voted out after a very big campaign to be like fucking people for the love of God. By then, the she of, had probably like piled up mansions. Oh yeah, so much. <laughs> so um, she's like, well, I'm just gonna retire. But so in the wake of that, so interesting thing. Just this is a this is a fun. Kind well, of because that's the same thing as the Supreme Court. It doesn't have to be a lawyer. No. Who ends up on the Supreme Court? No. You or I could be on the Supreme Court if we're nominated yeah. and approved. Yeah, I think that's a. And I think frankly, that's a bridge I could do, they could cross. And and frankly, yeah, but, I could be do as good of a job as some of these people do. I, yeah. I think I could do better than like so. so yeah, for sure. Interesting. Th- just in, in general, <laughs> what's the precedent here, for that? I don't fucking know. I'm not a lawyer. If you're ever wondering about how to vote <laughs> when it comes to judges, um. Before every election, your local bar association um, will uh, release a report on judges, and basically, it's it'll say whether or not the people up for judge in your area are actually qualified for the job. It doesn't. It, it never says anything about like we agree with their policy or anything no, else. Just it's just they are actually qualified, qualified or not. For this. Read that if. You don't read that. Adopt my policy. Vote against every judge. If there's ever a judge who really shouldn't be on the bench and you don't know, you at least your vote's going towards that. Because the vast majority of people are just going to say, yeah, keep them on the bench. So, vote against every judge. Or adopt my policy. <laughs> just don't vote at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, at least you're in Illinois. <laughs> When we have a Republican governor again, it's going to be your fault. You're goddamn right. <laughs> like the be. one that was like, what, what's, what's this? I forget his name, but he's like, Chicago's a shithole. And I'm like, way to endear yourself to all of the voters there, motherfucker. <laughs> like you realize that's where everybody is, right? 
He doubled down on it too. Like, go fuck yourself, man. Uh, Dude, you know. We let the dem the Democrats are gonna have to do something to motivate me because everything they're doing right now it ain't working. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we leave that behind and talk about the AEW show? Sure. Uh. Oh wait, before we do that, would we like to ask Bob about his race? Oh, you know what? I would. Mm. Bob. Yes. Let me see. Where'd you go? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yes. Bob went up to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He brought his aforementioned giant tent. Yep. Uh, not the biggest tent there. No. Unfortunately. <laughs> Rap bastards. <laughs> Imagine having a bigger tent, by the way. Because you actually probably saw it in person, right? I did see, I I did see the tent in person, yes. I just saw a picture and I was like... <laughs> I got to go in the tent. Oh, yeah? Did yeah. you bring like 14 beds with you? Because <laughs> no. you could have fit them in there. I stood in it. I was like, it's a tent. And then I went back inside. <laughs> it's a tent. <laughs> Amazingly, Alex, like you can set it up by yourself pretty easy, which is astounding. Welcome to Tent Talk. But anyway. Tent Talk with Bob. Tent Talk. Oh, uh, Don't joke like I couldn't have like a 30-minute conversation about tents. Yeah, we're not joking. Maybe we should have that conversation inside an REI. <laughs> REI wouldn't like me. Anywho. <laughs> I think that I just, just went <laughs> right over someone's head. The <laughs> <laughs> danger is staring right in the face. I did get a look. I need. <laughs> One day we'll move um, past that. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, One will, day. will we? <laughs> I don't think Bob, so. <laughs> Bob, Bob, hold on. I have to start this interview, Erica, please, please. I apologize. I'm Polish and Italian. We hold grudges forever. <laughs> I don't forget about anything. Yeah. But sure, yeah. we'll move past it. You know, I think she will move past it after your funeral. <laughs> anyway. Possibly. Running. Nah. Maybe. To the grave. Hey, you know, speaking of running, before I start my interview... <clears throat> When Bob inevitably needs a double knee replacement, are you going to take care of him? Well, yeah. Oh, that's Aww. very nice. <laughs> no, I'm not. I was just going to be like, how are you getting up those stairs, motherfucker? I don't know. <laughs> Godspeed. I'm not a monster. I'm a bitch. There's a difference. Yeah, she'll help me. She'll just remind me um, the entire time that I did this to myself. Well, because you did. And how lucky you are to have someone to take care of you. And how I will inevitably be taking some manner of long vacation alone to somewhere warm and tropical once it's all over. And then just end up going to like a spa in Wisconsin for like a long weekend because I never fucking go anywhere. Hey, Bob, when you inevitably get the double knee replacement, are you going to ask him to just do both at the same time, or do you want to do one at a time? Mm. Don't. I mean, they give you the option, right? I don't know. I feel like most doctors want to do one at a time. It's my understanding, just of the people that I know, and I don't know a lot of people who have had it, is that they want to do it staggered. Mm. Just just in case, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, I think it's so you have the be... one leg you can depend on in theory while you're working the well, other you're one rehabbing. back up. Yeah. Conversely, I could just have them take my legs or below the knee and yeah. get the blade mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then keep running. 
Let me tell you something. Double Erica. blade. If he gets the blades to replace his legs. Oh, if it was like a I want to become a cyborg type situation? <laughs> no, not cyborg. Not an android. That would be cool. That'd be cool. That's different. Sure. All right. If tomorrow they were like, we can take your brain and we can put you in an android body from like Ghost in the Shell, I'd be like, sign, sign me, up. me up. That sounds fucking sweet. <laughs> that's rad as hell. All right. Uh, but what he's talking about, that's divorce material. That's what I was going to say. Divorce city, UK, here we come. Yeah. Shoot the shot. Now, luckily, luckily for him, I'm sure he can find some sick woman out there who's going to love the idea of dating a double amputee. But that's not going to be you. Why'd you, why'd you get the, why'd you get the, well. What happened to you? Oh my God, God, this is so terrible. Oh, I had them cut off. Was a choice? (laughs) Weren't you married? Yeah. She's was. in the UK now. I don't know was, what she's doing. Um, <laughs> it was going pretty swell until I made a decision. I made a choice. It was a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> Running with regular legs. <laughs> How was your 53? 52. 52. Oh. Sorry. I How apologize. Dare How dare you? I, I wouldn't want to give him too much credit. <laughs> that one extra mile, it would have just, people would have been ridiculous, just so mad at me in the ultra running community. You, you know? should never fucking know, man. <laughs> I don't know anything about that community. They might hey, be furious. Hey, if there's any ultra runners out there who would like to, you know, maybe leave me a hurtful comment or uh, threaten my life in some way. I would recommend you try to reach out to someone else because you have no way to reach me because I'm not on anything. <laughs> Funny how that works out. Anyway, 52 mile race. 52, yeah. It sounded like it went pretty well overall, Bob. A little bit of issues at the end, but yep. pretty well overall. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, uh, the first the first half of it went awesome. It was a, just like a beautiful run to the halfway point uh i it probably was some of the most fun running i've done um that that first half um and i mean i had a, i had a slice of pizza breakfast pizza before during oh uh at the no, ho- just pizza for breakfast not a no no a- it was specific breakfast pizza so there were like eggs on there Eggs and sausage. Okay. Breakfast pizza is good. No, I can get into that. Yeah. It we was... have the pizza oven. I've been wanting to experiment. Oh. Do you think that would be fun? Yeah. When's the guy going to get some more fucking wood fire pizza here? Let's just set a date and come on over. I'll make you some pizza. Just say Tuesday. <laughs> Anyways. Um, What's Tuesday? Yeah, um, that's what I was Only two about. days away. Bob's like, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> just, say, just say Saturday. Oh, that's today. What a coincidence. Get to work, Erica. <laughs> I, w- I was going to give her enough time. Um, the Doe's got to rest overnight. At the very least. At yes. the very least. Um, so, yeah. No, the first. <laughs> Bob's like, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> 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 Um, so yeah, the first half was awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I really, it, it was a really great 26 miles. And that's a length you're very used to running at this point. Yeah, you've done that several times at this point. How many times have I done that? Because I've done a that. Million. I've done it. The Chicago Marathon, Disney, and um, 
I did one other 20... Uh, no. No, you've done a couple, I thought. I thought the, the 50K. on your own, yeah. And then I did the 27-mile run at the Arboretum. Did you only do that once? Only once. Okay. So there's been four other times that I've done the marathon distance um, before that. And this was great. I mean, this was just a delightful run. Um, but I did like a... Basically, I ran for four minutes and then I walked for two minutes. And I just kept that cycle the whole time pretty much up until about mile four, uh, 37 is when it broke um and and things started going wonky but i'll get to that um so i got through the first half of the race and i had um i left my i left a new pair of socks uh and a different shirt uh, a change of shirt in my drop bag so the way these races work is um you can usually they have drop bags which is just a a bag that you leave at the start line and then they move to whichever aid station you specify um that you can uh you know give yourself supplies sure right and um so there were two locations you could do that at this race and um the one for the turnaround because this was an out and back course um yeah, I changed my shirt and changed my socks. Um, and I had a good time at the turnaround. I was I stayed way too long there. I was there almost 20 minutes. Um, but I had a good time chatting with them. I had hot dog there. That was pretty great. Um, ultra running, the food is just so much better. It's just... I, I I when you're it. so hungry, I think that it's better, would right? Because you're ravenously hungry, and it's just like, yeah. uh, well, if they were shoveling shit down your throat, you'd be like, well, at least I got some protein. <laughs> well, it's, see, that's an interesting question because uh, when you're so like the marathon, people generally need to eat what they uh, these things called gels, and they're just these highly concentrated sugar packets. Okay. Um, that have like usually like 120 to 200 calories in them, and like you're supposed to eat them like every 45 minutes. Um, so for a marathon, you know, you're looking at five hours or less for m- most people. Some people longer. So you can you can get by with that. When you're going, you know, I was out on the course ultimately almost 12 hours. When you're going that far, you can't tolerate just a non-stop stream of gels and you need a lot more salt and other electrolytes so generally at ultra races um there's a lot more quote-unquote real food um and so that's why a slice of pizza a hot dog i had like probably seven pounds of peanut butter and jelly throughout the course of the race um because you want to you want to eat at least 200 calories per hour um, so yeah, the first, the first half, great. And then I changed my socks. I changed my shirt too. the shirt change was fine. The socks fucked you changing the socks fucked me. And it's, it's interesting. The reason it fucked me was because I didn't practice changing my socks mid run. I didn't even think of it. And I was, you know, I, I, when I, after these big races, I write up these like really long race reports that nobody wants to read. And I don't, I've even stopped sending them to people because I know people don't want to read them. Um, who were you sending them to? There were a couple of people 
just random like other runners. Or? Yeah, people who've been following along with you know me and everything. And it's like they're good just to know that I finished or and this is my time and maybe this much text. They don't need the full race report. Um, That's very kind of you. I yeah, you know I tried. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I realized this when I was writing it up, it's like, that was the problem. It wasn't the socks. The socks I think were fine. I think the problem is that I didn't, when I changed my socks, I pro I don't think I got my feet as clean as I normally would have them putting socks on clean in my bedroom. Um, so I think ultimately there was some grit that was in the sock mm. And later in the late stages of the race, I'd get a blister. Um, and I think that's probably the reason. Um, so I turned around. Um, uh, and during the, so a lot of the reason that I got into this world of ultra running um, was after I did uh, a race by this same group, 10 Junk Miles, last year. It was a half marathon in the same place. Um, and then I got to learn about them, their podcasts, their races. And have you found out if they mentioned you yet? Not yet. Scotty is still in France. I think he's coming back soon. Anyways. So, <laughs> um, he'll tell you why he's going to get a mention. On the podcast. Yes. So, um, so we, you know, so I found out, and it's like, I had never, like, honestly, before last, last August, I had never even really been aware that there was ultra running. I mean, I may have vaguely. That's insane. Like, thought, heard about it once, like, oh, this hundred mile, and thought it was like maybe the super fringe thing, and admittedly it is. Um, But it was like, I'd never thought about it. And, I, you know, I was training up for Chicago, like. That half marathon I ran, that was the first half marathon I'd ever done. And before that, you know, I, 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 these were all like my longest runs ever going up into this. So like the idea that I would run not just a marathon in a few months, but a 50 mile race, not, you know, what, nine months later, I couldn't have even fathom that, but it got me interested and I started listening to the podcast and following along with that. So, um, so, you know, after Chicago, um, as we all know, I went to uh, Disney and a decision I will regret forever. Um, but that got me, uh, you know, that kind of was like an introduction into ultra running in that, you know, none, none of the races I did at Disney were longer than 26.2 but i did four races on four consecutive days right so um so yeah i mean it was just kind of like this weird thing and i kind of just kept building on it and i was like how far could i go like i just don't i don't know um but getting back to getting back to the sock issue and like what started going wrong is like, oh no, I remember where I went down this tangent. Sorry. After at that race that I did the half marathon, um, was also they also have a hundred mile race 
Um, so this race that I did is the Sugar Badger this last weekend. And that is, uh, they call it the Sugar Badger because it takes place on the Badger State Trail and the Sugar, um, the Sugar something, the Sugar River Trail. Um, the Badger 100 that they do in, in late July, that is entirely on the Badger State Trail um, that goes down to Orangeville, Illinois and back. And they do that, it's three times. Um, so... At that race last year, when I ran the half marathon, there were two guys that ran it. Um, their names are Chris Bono and um, John Reeder. And they are the head coach and assistant head coach of the Wisconsin Badger wrestling team. And they had, like, up until then, the longest they had ever run was, like, 10 miles. Like, it was their story is insane. And they're just some, like fucking tough ass motherfuckers and they they hooked wrestlers up. are also just bonkers yes like actual not professional wrestling amateur amateur wrestlers yeah. are insane people yeah. yeah and and they got hooked up with this guy whose uh, name is pete ripmaster who has won the iditarod running it um which is insane uh and and so they got hooked up with him he talked them into running this race that he was going to run it too. And so they went and they finished and just listening to their story. I was like, shit. I mean, if these guys granted, these are world-class athletes in their own right, but they're not runners. They could go out and run this. I, I've been training at this for way more than they have. I can do this. And so that's kind of what got the gears going. And what was really cool is they ran the Sugar Badger this past weekend. Um, and um, so I got to meet them. And uh, and when, as I was, they were running a little faster than I was. And when, uh, as so as we were, I was coming up to the turnaround, they were heading on their way back. And, you know, um, yeah, we got the cheer each other on at that point at the race and then i saw them again at the the finish line so that was really cool so anyway get through the turnaround make the mistake with the shoe and i knew something was wrong like right away i knew it and but i didn't know what to do about it um i like i untied my shoe i retied it i felt kind of it was like i something's gonna go wrong but i kept trucking on um, about halfway through the, the return, I started having some, um, stomach issues and just, you know, something wasn't quite sitting right. Um, and I ended up, um, so I was doing four, two intervals the whole time up until that point. I switched to three, three, just give myself a little bit more walking time. Um, and, uh. And then I hit um, the last or the second to last aid station, which was named Hollywood uh, for Holly Lindroth, who is one of the people on the podcast, and she runs that aid station. Um, and yeah, I had a nice little boost there, and and continued on. But between her aid station and the last aid station, uh, which is about five miles and change, um, I developed a blister about two miles in and then with uh, about two and a half miles like the exact halfway point that blister popped um and that hurt like a motherfucker 
that was that was rough. And I think that was because of debris that was in my shoe that uh, or my sock that I probably should have gotten out. So, but I got to I got to the last aid station and you know, I kind of I did some quick mental math and I figured out that um well, one I knew I was going to finish the race. By the, when I left Hollywood with 9.8 miles to go, I knew I was going to finish the race. If I had to walk the rest of the way, I was going to finish. I had more than enough time. The the race had a 14-hour cutoff. So so I, I knew I was going to finish. What I really wanted to do, though, was to finish under 12 hours. Um, and and there are two reasons for that. One, most 50-mile races that, as far as I've been able to tell, have a 12-hour cutoff. So I, I really wanted to finish under what a normal, you know, and a, another race would do. And then two, finishing under 12 hours would qualify me for other things. Um, that I'm interested in. So, um, so I get to the aid, to the last aid station, 3.82 miles to go. I know I can walk it in. And, and at that point I could have run more. Um, but it just, I didn't see like any benefit to it. It was like, you know, why potentially jack my foot up more for right. no reason. Right. As long as I'm under 12 hours, Okay, it's just going to take me twice as long to get there. So what? I mean, not even twice as long, maybe one and a half times as long because I wasn't running very fast to begin with. So so I just walked it in and um I'll tell you what, that last 4 miles was weird. Like cuz like I got to like if I think about going to like back to Chicago or even the 50k like when I get to the finish line like I was very emotional at the finish line. Like those were huge accomplishments for me. And like it was big, but because I walked out that last four miles, all those emotions like came out in that four miles of walking. It was like, and so by the time I got to the finish line, like I, I, I had, I was already emotionally spent and I just kind of enjoyed the moment and it is kind of cool in that way. So um ultimately I finished um 115425 uh and uh you know it, it was it was a really awesome race. I really enjoyed it. And why will you be on why will they mention you on their podcast? <laughs> so and then uh, we're going to talk about wrestling. Yeah, I'm as as you are more than you're right to. Um so I wore this hat during the race. Um, I, I, I got this bucket hat. Um, and um, I, because I, I like normally if uh, when I'm running trails, I, I wear like a, just a normal ball cap, but being out there all day, I wanted something that would cover my ears, give my, my neck a little. So I got this, this bucket hat and it worked out really great. But um, I'm a lunatic, and a few like a, maybe two months ago, it was right, but maybe a little longer. Um, they had this episode of the podcast called "Hey Duck," and it, at one point in the episode, it was toward, it was toward the end of the episode, everyone was hammered. 
um, except for Scotty, who's sober. But uh, everyone else is hammered. And they're talking about this. The the one host was watching this show, and it, it makes no sense. Like if you listen to it and the content of what she's saying, it's not funny. But they were so hammered, they were just laughing at it. Well, everything's funny once you're that far gone, right? Yep. And so, like, so it it goes from like, why is this funny? To you're just laughing at the situation, and. It just keeps saying, hey, duck. And when I listened to that episode, it was like three in the morning. I'm running around the neighborhood because I had to run some like stupid distance for training. And it was the only time I could do it. And I'm listening and I'm dying. I'm literally cackling on the street because it's so stupid. So I had... Do you know what a name tape is, Alex? No. So you ever seen on like military uniforms, like you'll have, it would say Henny. Sure. That's a name tape. Okay. Um, what's fun about name tapes is they're crazy cheap. Like you can get a custom one made for five bucks. I had a name tape made that says, hey, duck. And then I Velcroed it to that hat. So I'm running through the race the whole time wearing this dumb name tape on my forehead that says, Hey, duck. And he 1000% doesn't think it's dumb. He's all about it. I listen to him when he says it's dumb. Oh, no, it's dumb. I love it, but it's dumb. But so I'm running down the through the course and, you know, every people are saying, like, Hey, duck. And then I hit like, I hit Hollywood and Holly looks and just she starts laughing her ass off that I've got this dumb thing on my hat. I get to the turnaround where there's other hosts um, working the aid station. They're laughing their ass off at this stupid thing. I later find out they're like texting each other. There's this idiot running the course wearing hay duck on his head. And I get back to Hollywood, and there's someone else with this, who one of the other hosts that I hadn't run into yet, who's now also laughing that she she's been looking for me all day, and was happy to finally see me at the aid station. <laughs> so this stupid ass thing, they just had a ball with. In fact, when so the the race course. It's pretty much a straight line except for like two or three turns. And there's a turn right after that Hollywood aid station. And it's maybe half a mile, probably less than half a mile, maybe a third of a mile. And so you go and then turn. So I make that turn and you can see the aid station at that point um, in the distance. And like maybe with like a quarter of a mile to go. I, I hear Hey Duck being yelled over a megaphone from the distance. It's it, it made me laugh very hard. He's getting talked about on their next episode is what I'm saying. Like, hey, remember that idiot? And they're going to say it in the most endearing, like, they'll, they'll mean it in an endearing way. Bob wants, they do these episodes where they just interview people. 
Oh, God. And Bob desperately wants to be on there. He says he doesn't. I don't. That's a lie. I, I would... I, no. This is this is a lie. You would fucking love to talk with Scotty for an hour and a half. What are you going to interview me about for an hour and a half? What do we talk about on this podcast for every two weeks? Like, it's not that hard. We came in tonight and we were like, oh, we don't really have anything. How long have we been talking for? Hour 27. Yeah. Not difficult, friend. So anyway. So my race was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I had a good time. I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. Um, and I, I would, um, I, I don't know that I'll go back and run that race again next year, but if I don't run it, I would love to volunteer. Um, and, uh, just kind of hang, hang. Well, I can only speak for myself. I, I know Erica really just doesn't care at all, but I'm very proud of you for your accomplishment. And I said I was proud of him. My client, Bob the dog, is also very proud of you. Aww. He wishes he could get some pets or maybe have a window to look out of. But <laughs> nonetheless, very proud of you. Thank you. Um, I do have one question, however. I was listening the whole time, but something caught my attention. Caught my eye. I caught your eye. Okay. Yeah. I noticed you mentioned having a feeling of regret over a decision you made. Yes. So just to clarify, you don't feel shame, (laughs) right? Right, right. But you feel guilt. Yes. And now we also know you feel regret. Yes. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. (laughs) AEW, Double or Nothing, 2022. Solid show. A fine show. Highlighted by one extremely great match. <laughs> I I don't I don't think I've watched an AEW show where I've been like, oh that was kind of a stinker. No granted, was, I don't watch It wasn't like their greatest show of all time it wasn't, or anything. But I enjoyed but it myself. had one of their greatest matches ever, if you can call that a wrestling match. I don't know that that was a wrestling match. That was a brawl. That was, a brawl. was just sort of that was a street fight. A, we're doing a thing. Um I think the only match on the card that kind of fell short uh, and I think it was for both of us, was the... Um, Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay yeah, for well, the TBS championship. Yeah. That just felt uh, like there were a lot of just um, there. shenanigans. And oh, my God. Both. I was like, early in the show... It was like a show, Britt Baker match. Jade had... There were at least... There were four people that inter- interfered on her behalf. And if four. you're trying to make her be like this monster... You can't be having people interfering with her matches. One. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I think it's weird when the giant Hulk-like woman has to cheat relentlessly, or maybe not cheat, but be her opponent is be severely assisted. distracted yes. by all the yeah. ringside nonsense. Well, I think they did it, excuse me, with that match just because the 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 technique... Maybe wasn't up to snuff. Yeah, they, were, they were trying I mean, to maybe hide fine. some it stuff. It was a little, you know, when people aren't great wrestlers yet, right? Like everything looks okay, but it's a little slow. Yeah, it's not crisp. It's a little, yeah. Let's get into the right position yeah. and hold hands. You can very much see the. This is a a a, a, a performance between two people. It you doesn't. Know, like, it doesn't sing. If that makes any sense. Nikki Bella was always really notorious for counting down before doing big spots like you know you'd always see it on um 
what's that show? Botchamania. Botchamania. Where, Which I haven't you know, watched. And... Yeah, me either. I haven't watched that in forever. But, uh, you know, you'd always see that where before she would do like a superplex or something, she'd be like, okay, one, two, three. It's like, does Okada and Kenny Omega need to count down when they're doing stuff? I would also say that's not a fair comparison. Sure. But no. But, yes. you know, here, I'll compare it maybe to someone I, who hasn't I, been around as long. Does... uh. You know, Darby Allen countdown before he throws his body recklessly into oblivion. Not that you could see. <laughs> you know. Could so, be doing it. We just don't see it. That that match didn't do much for me. I mean, you know, we'll we'll talk about it later, I think. But there so why don't we talk about all the women's matches? So there was that one. Mm-hmm. There was um Britt Baker beat Ruby Soho in the um Owen Hart, Owen Hart Foundation finals on the women's side. Mm-hmm. It was a fine match. It, it was, was fine. It was fine. It was nothing special. Well, what, what did we say? You really need to... You have a solid foundation for your women's division now, right? They brought in... Um, was she Athena in the Indies? She was Athena. Yeah, Indies, she's always yeah. been Athena in the Indies. She was Ember Moon in the um, in WWE. In WWE. They brought her in. She's she's great. Um, You've got... Uh, uh, is it Statlander? Chris Statlander? Sure. I mean, if you start talking about the AEW women's roster, I mean, no one's like standout unbelievable, I guess. I mean, you have a few that are kind of getting up there. You've got some I mean, good you folks have, on there. You have, you know, Britt Baker does great character work. Mm-hmm. Um, her wrestling definitely leaves something to be desired. But if you, but I also think the mistake I feel they make with Britt Baker is they keep throwing her out there with people who maybe aren't going to leader to a great match sometimes and you know i think you should be able to recognize hey brits okay in the ring she's fine she's not bad nothing she does really looks like shit but she doesn't really sell that much um which is normally a sign of you know not having that much experience Mm -hmm. and nothing she's not going to carry someone and i you know we kind of talked about tonight Ruby Soho to me is a good piece. She's not a star. She shouldn't be your top person. I agree. She could she could win she could win the title. Don't get me wrong. Like I would be fine with Ruby winning the title at some point. But <laughs> realistically it would probably be as like a transitional champion mm-hmm. type of thing. She's a good hand to have. You, you in like the having stable. her around, yes. you know cool theme song you know you'll get rancid to come out anytime you ask him to probably uh, i do wonder if that him. was like tony called or if punk was like because he's buds with their yeah, i think it's the basis yeah maybe you'll be here anyway he was like thing. can i i'll ask him if they'd come and play because really what is well, it to fly them out to vegas i also feel like <laughs> you're you're you were joking about it but you're right like every time someone gets a big like musical intro they lose just in general and, you notice that right it always happens. Do you remember that one year at WrestleMania when it was Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte in a triple threat? Mm-hmm. And Snoop Dogg came and, and wrapped uh, Sasha out, mm-hmm. and then she loses. And you're like, wouldn't this be the moment to like put someone over while Snoop Dogg's there having a good time in the background? And they don't always do it with the crazy entrances in AEW. In WWE, you can set your clock to it. Because, like, the Lucha Bros came out. Um, the Lucha Bros got that huge entrance in one. Yeah. That so cage match. It's different in AEW. There is, again, there isn't a yeah. long enough kind of 
sample period to really start. And yeah, I guess you could also argue in this circumstance, Britt Baker was played out by the Fozzy guitarist who's just, who's just always, always there. there. He's just always hanging out. I'm not even sure he actually did anything. I think he was just like there, you know, strumming on the guitar. Like, I don't, I don't think he actually like I mean, he was plugged in and looked like he was plugged in. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, he's so. ha- you know what? He's having a good time. He was there to look cool or whatever. And that works. Um, um, but, you know, but you know, yeah, I mean, if you start thinking about it, you know, they have Chris Statlander. You have um, Hikaru Shida, you have Serena Deeb, you have Thunder Rosa, you have Britt Baker. Um, who's the other? You have, you know, you have Riho. Um, they have women who they bring in from outside every once in a while. Like you have your, um, who's the Japanese woman who likes to sing and she's uh, out of her mind? I know um, who you're talking about. She oh comes dressed up like Freddie Mercury. Um, oh my God, it's going to bother me. God damn it. You're going to remember it in like 20 minutes and it's going to make you crazy. I know exactly who you're talking about. I just cannot think of her name. I'm so mad. Anyways, you know, you they have good women. They bring in from the outside every once in a while. You just signed Athena. She's good. I don't understand how her hip is still in one piece, but... Keep riding that wave know. for as long as you can, babe. I mean, I understand she doesn't have as much weight coming down on, like, say, Hulk Hogan doing the leg drop for a million years. Right. Right. But that's going to catch up with you eventually. Though. It seems like only a matter of time when you jump off the top rope and land on your ass yep. every single match. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but, you know, they have a lot of good women. I just like to see, you know, they did get three matches on this show. I would good. say one of them was mediocre, one of them was okay, and one of them was good. Um, and so it's like, and, you know, again, if you have, because you have two good workers in there when you do with like Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. You're going to, unless you fuckery the match or something, right. you're going to get a better result. Yes. Um, I just like to see, you know, like, I feel like Britt Baker's best matches have been with Thunder Rosa and Chris Statlander. Oh, better workers, right. you know? Right. Um, so it does not exactly, you know, rocket science here to figure out what works. And again, like we kind of talked about, not that I really believe this is going to happen, but let's say Sasha somehow gets out of her WWE contract. Boom. Now you have a big star, you know. Somebody to build around, sure. Which we talked um, about last time, I believe. And, you know, if you ever, you know, start, I would assume at some point we're going to see some sort of working relationship between AEW and Stardom. Because they're owned by the same company as New Japan now. Mm-hmm. So if there's a working relationship with New Japan, you would think Just there will probably sense, be right. a working relationship with Stardom. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to watch that show at some point is like all you ever hear is that the Stardom women are the best, bar none, no one's even close. Something we should be paying attention to and, as uh, fans of women's wrestling. I remember I remember uh, I was listening to this podcast once. You know, Brian Alvarez does one with uh, Tom Lawler, who's a wrestler. He used to be a UFC fighter. And, he, you know, for whatever reason, they started watching Stardom. And they started watching it. And, like, Brian Alvarez watches matches here and there that are, like, mentioned to him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't necessarily watch every He's show. He's following it, right. Because, um, you know, he has his stuff that he watches, you know, that's more right. prominent that he needs to watch for his work. But Tom Waller watched it, and he was like, why haven't we been watching Stardom this whole time? <laughs> like, these women are so fucking good. Um, we'll have to check it out. And I, you know, and if they got those women in there to come in every once in a while, be an outside threat and everything, that would be cool just to have more people there who are really good 
that you can work with and kind of help build up. Because I think obviously the big problem in AEW, and that's why a lot of these women are wrestling on Dark more than they're wrestling on, say, Dynamite or Rampage, is that they just don't have that much experience. Right. You know, like your Anna Jays or your Jade Cargills, they just don't, they haven't worked that much. Like they put that thing on the graphic that was like, oh, Jade's 32 and 0. Mm hmm. That's probably every match she's ever had in her professional career. Right. I mean, well, no matter how much you train. Sure. It's not the same as being out there. And it'll come. You know, you just got to give them time and the space to grow. And, you know, you get some some good hands in there. It'll, it'll, it'll work out. And I sometimes I think what everyone falls into. WWE was really bad about this with the women. Like, they'd get a Naomi, right? And they'd say, oh... Well, you're really athletic, so go do some crazy shit because it'll be flashy and look cool and everything. And it does when it works, but they kind of forget like, oh, actually what tends to work in professional wrestling is the basics and then you build out. You build from there, yes. (laughs) And sometimes I see the women doing things that's like, oh, that they think like that's going to look cool. And it's like, eh. Like at one point, Anna did like a like reverse kind of kick to Jade when Anna was on the outside and Jade was on the inside of the ring. And it's like, it's just like, it's a cool idea, but it looks like shit because you can't generate any momentum. Like, like think about it. If you're standing still and you suddenly do a full swing with your leg like this, you're going like 90, like 180 degrees around with your leg. How are you going to generate that much power? So it looks like shit. You know? It just looks right, like you're not laying like, it in there. The best there, right? kicks generally look like they're like short kicks for the most part. Or someone runs into your head. I mean, what was the best looking kick of the night when Sammy Guevara killed his girlfriend? I mean... That was great. She leaned right into that fucker. Well, I mean, they talked about that beforehand and she was just like, I want you to kick me. <laughs> kick me. If I break, if I, if I lose a tooth, we'll deal with Don't it. Don't worry about it, but you need to kick me. I mean, it, it was either... He either laid that in or the camera work was great. It was one or the other. But um, so real and really, if we count that, you know, the women were part of four matches. Right. But because they were in that mixed Mm -hmm. mixed trios. But so they did get some spotlight on the show. It generally, you know, most of these shows, they really don't, especially on I would say on Rampage. It seems like every week on Rampage, there's at least one women's match. And when you're doing an hour show, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. It feels like Dynamite is the show where it's like, okay, we there could be, could be a more. little bit more with the women, especially character work-wise. Like, the best stuff with Brit, where she really got going, was where she got hurt, and now she gets to do a bunch of character work. Got the opportunity to do it, um, right. Because she really didn't have a character before she got hurt. She was just kind of like a, you know, this there, like mm-hmm. just a person. Um, and then she turned into like this big asshole heel, right? And it takes a while to really kind of develop that stuff, right? right? And that's, again, that's Britt's best thing is her character work. I mean, she has probably better promos than anyone there. But she also got an opportunity to develop and do right. it. Right, and that helps for sure. And I, and you know, I didn't mention like Tony Storm's there. I mean, Tony Storm's probably a better wrestler than anyone that's there. And I, like... I think about WWE and I don't understand 
what they didn't like about a Tony Storm, for example. You said because, she's from Australia, right? Well, sure. No, it's the accent. I it's it's prob- a thousand percent the accent. It probably is, and that's so wacky to me because I look at Tony Storm and I say, okay, great wrestler, can do anything we ask her to do. Blonde, beautiful. What didn't Vince like about her? Because this is like all the Vince boxes checkmarked, you know? When they start thinking about women in WWE, mm-hmm. they don't even think about the wrestling. It's like they just oh, start no. checkmarking yeah. the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know what exactly he didn't like about her. And I wish Tony would have got a little bit more push in this tournament. But, you know, she got to the semifinals, I guess. But, um, you know, I'd like to see, a, you know, Jamie Hayter. I didn't mention her. I mean, she's awesome. It's generally, you know, the women who went and worked in Japan in stardom. They're Weird. the ones that are right. really good. <laughs> and so, and I like a Jamie Hayter because she's different, right? She's like a big, it's kind of like Chris Statlander. Big, big beefy women slapping meat, you know? Like it's different than what we're kind of generally getting. Has Bob seen that clip? I don't know if he has. We may need to find that. I'd send it to Bob. B- Big E, when the New Day did their podcast, mm-hmm. went on this whole rant about like what he loves about wrestling is big meaty men slapping meat or something like He's that. He's like, I don't care about work rate. I just <laughs> want like, yeah, yeah, just two towers of meat slapping into each other. I don't <laughs> care about anything else. And Xavier Woods and Kofi and there's some other guy there. Their minds. They're dying. It's hysterical. And Biggie's doing all he can to hold it together. I wish Biggie would leave. Right. Go to AEW. God damn. Could you imagine how big Thrive. of a star Biggie Thrive would be in, in AEW? AEW? With his talking ability and his ability to connect with people, oh my god, he should be a megastar. Yep. But whatever. He's, you know, he's getting paid. He's getting paid. I mean, look, and, and sometimes it does come down to that, right? It's a job. And if you've been there a long time, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've been around, you know what you're in for. You know you're dealing with a crazy old man. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's paying me a lot of money to deal with his lunacy. And, and to try to turn his chicken shit into chicken I was just going to say, you gave them dog shit. Yeah. A dog shit gimmick. And they also have more creative freedom than most people they do. They do. But they were, and they ran with it, and they they turned shit into gold. Yeah. So. So there's there's a lot of women in AEW I like. I wish they got a little bit more focus. I wish they got a little bit more time. Because most of them don't really get to talk that much. And at the end of the day, wrestling is about connecting. Yeah. You know, it's great to have two people go out there and do a bunch of crazy shit. And I enjoy that, too. But wrestling is really about emotion, mm-hmm. you know. Thousand percent. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm glad. I mean, look, on a five-hour fucking show, I think with three wins matches is is nice. There mm-hmm. could probably even be more yeah, if they I had agree. more. If they had more, um, you know, wheels turning, I guess in that regard. But you know, like what else was there on the show? We had, um, you know, Matt Hardy and uh, Jeff Hardy against the Young Bucks. That was great. That was Hardys solid. versus Bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know that that's ever actually happened before that I remember. I have to look. I, I find it. It'd be crazy if it hasn't, because they've both just been around for so long. I know they've never necessarily been in the same spot, but I feel like that might have happened in no, ROH. But I don't know. It was good. I enjoyed it. You know, it's you're kind of you're gonna have to really work to have a bad match at this point with. Uh, you know, the Young Bucks. Yes. <laughs> they could pull you to, to yeah, anything. I feel like I could have like a three-star match with the Young Bucks. Who was the match before that? 
Uh, it was Wardlow decimating MJF. That's right. That's right. That was fun. Well, that, that went exactly how you knew it was going to go, but that was fun. Yeah, and so that's something we could talk about. That's sort of intre- That's probably the most interesting thing going on in wrestling right now, right? Is there you're doing this? It's a weird angle because AEW has really done a great job so far of portraying themselves as the babyface company, right? They give you what you want. Mm-hmm. They put on great shows. They don't ever double cross the fans or anything like that. They haven't fucked the fans over in any kind of a way that's really, I don't know, in any way, but that's really pissed people off. Right, that I can think of. That I, and maybe it has happened. Um, I mean, I don't pay attention as much as I used to. I had definitely heard stuff like there was a lot of rumors for months now that MJF is not happy about his contract and. Apparently, the deal is he has gotten, you know, he came in kind of on the same tier of deal a lot of people came in on. And since then, he has gotten a raise to some degree um, on the current contract, which, you know, if that's... They don't have to They do don't that. have to do that. You sign the contract. If right. they're going to adhere to it, so should you. I think we talked about this before, maybe. I'm not sure. But I might have talked about it with someone. I think... Think, we talked about I think, it. I don't think we talked about it on a podcast. Yeah, I think maybe me and you talked about it. I can't remember when we talked about it. Though. Yeah, on Xbox or something. Maybe. Uh, recently. Because yeah. this has only been happening for like the past week. Yeah. That people, like in terms of being more public, I mm-hmm. guess. But So, before this AEW pay-per-view, there was one of these fan fests, right? You go see the wrestlers. You chat it up. You take some pictures. You They sign autographs, whatever the deal is, right? And I think you had to pay to get into this. And uh, MJF was supposed to be there and no showed it. And I this is where it's like it gets into like work shoot territory. Right. Because I think it was a shoot mm-hmm. and I think they're turning it into a work. Mm-hmm. And so I think he was shoot very upset about whatever his contract or whatever the deal is. And no showed this thing. And which is super unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and AEW was like, okay, well, you know, the people that were there, they offered them either refunds or they offered them to go see someone else or whatever the deal was. So they did their best in the situation they were in. But then, then you know, there was a lot of speculation. Like you had uh, one very prominent wrestling reporter saying that he, you know, has some sort of in with uh, an airline where they can see who's on flights or booked for flights and stuff like that. And, you know, after that all happened, MJF was booked on a flight to leave Vegas that night. Mm -hmm. So at one point he was just going to straight up go home, I guess. And something happened. They must have calmed him down a little bit, calmed him down to a degree, maybe made him happy in some way. I don't know. Maybe they've agreed to a new deal. I don't know what the pro- what's going on. Um, well, because he is a prominent heel yeah, on your show. And he's done a lot of good work for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this match happens. He comes out for it. He gets absolutely decimated by Wardlow, which, you know, was the way that should have that gone. That should be. One second. I have to sneeze. Bless you. <laughs> so, um, that's all staying in. Sure. Well, he's the one that does the edit, so, so right. Yep, yeah, it's true. <laughs> would you like to edit it? 
No, no, no. It's okay. I, I, mean, I wouldn't want to take that privilege away from you. No, sure. I mean, we could get it posted, you know, a couple months from now if you'd like to edit it. <laughs> if Bob could edit it on the run. Oh, different now. Oh, have you, you, like, seriously, I've thought about how many things, like, if I could find a way to do it while running, I would, like, have half half of all of Earth's problems solved. But... If you know, Bob <laughs> could play Horizon Forbidden West while he was on the run, could yes. you only imagine? Alex, oh I've been I've been trying. I'm like, oh, you got to go play a little? Nah, I don't know. I've been trying, man. Well, you you got to see firsthand today, not just listen to my like 40 minute stretch routine that I'm doing. That's self imposed. Yeah, but I have to do that if I want to keep running. You don't have to do it at night, though. No. Boom. <laughs> anyway, MJF. Anyway, taking that PS5 back soon. Unbelievable. You're going to be like on your way over to take it back, and that will be like the day I finally sit down, and you're going to walk in, and I'm going to be down there playing, and you're going to be like, motherfucker. I'm still taking it. I was going to say, you're still going to take it. It's not going to stop him. If there's something he wants to play, he's like... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. So... MJF shows up for the match, gets destroyed. That's what should happen. And then the next, on Wednesday on Dynamite, he came out, cut a promo, basically was like the whole I'm going off script type thing. Fuck Tony Khan. Fuck this place. I don't want to work here. You know, I'm the second biggest minute for minute draw on this show, and I'm paid less than all these ex WWE guys, which, if that's what's happening, that kind of feels bad. yeah yeah for sure um because pro wrestling at its core right is like it's supposed to be a business based on drawing ability Mm -hmm. so if you're drawing huge but you're paid like you're a jobber there's a problem that does that's a problem yeah on the other hand you did sign a contract and it's really at that point up to the owner if he wants to pay you because you could look at it in multiple ways you could say hey we agreed to a contract I'm going to I'm going to honor my end of it. I expect you to honor your end of it. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you could view it like, hey, if you're the owner, well, I could do, you know be a stickler and say we're sticking to the fucking contract, and that's that. And I'll see you in two years, and then we'll renegotiate then. But if you wait those two years, you might alienate a big star, and then that guy can't wait to get away from you. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Is it a, let's have this conversation now so I don't piss you off enough that you leave and I lose somebody who is valuable to my company? Sure. Or do we renegotiate now, and then maybe you are locked into the deal for, I don't know how long their contracts are, five years or something? If, if I renegotiate the deal... I think I'm renegotiating for much shorter terms hmm. now because it, the it's a tricky thing, right? Because like it's so easy to just be like, well, you sign the the paperwork, go f- you like deal with it, but it's obviously a lot. There's a much bigger equation. There's nuance, right? Right. It's you know when it's this isn't you know just some jobber who came in and it, it should be fucking happy he's got a contract at all but you know so it's tough but you also don't want to set a precedent of you know these are the things that you know that you can't that you're going to break the you're going to renegotiate you you also don't want to set the precedent of like hey if you are unprofessional and you fucking stick it to the fans and you don't show up for something the next day i'm going to triple your pay right 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because that'll be a problem going forward. Yeah. In a big, a big way for a lot of people. I mean, but we don't know what happened. I mean, for all we know, the whole thing was a work from the beginning. It could be. Yeah. I, I mean, or Tony Khan. We're could've... probably not going to know for you like won't know. 15 years. If ever. There might be a random podcast yeah. someday. I mean, for all we know, there's something in that contract. And Tony Khan said, listen, I I don't fuck around. If you If you don't show up to the terms of this contract, you are going to be so fucked. And I don't care. I'm a fucking billionaire. Yeah. Get your ass to work. This train's going with or without you, but I'd love for you to be on it. Right. Well, and the other thing is, it could be, yeah, you know what? You want to go work over there? Go ahead. You think they're going to use you the way you're used over here? Well, and I that's, guarantee you, you won't be. That's what, so, you know, the promo is basically kind of what I said, you know, fuck Tony Khan, fuck this place. I want out of my contract, you know, maybe you'll love me if I go to WWE the way you love all these ex WWE guys. Um, so what, you know, they, and he was all talking a bunch of shit and they eventually like cut his mic and went to black. You know what I mean? So it was sort of like the punk thing in that regard. Right. Um, it was a great promo and everything, but it'll be interesting to see where they go because it's weird to have heel MJF talking about like the evil overlord oppressing him, but right. actually AEW is portrayed as the good guy. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it's a weird story. It's like how you, how you going to work this? Right. One of, I think one of the best things they have going for AEW is they do portray themselves as the good guy. Like people feel good about watching the show. Yeah. I think one of the WWE's big problems is they always want to be the evil entity. Like, they love that shit for some reason. They never want to make themselves look good. It's almost like Vince is Satan. <laughs> um, um, but, it, to, but to your point, and this was, I mentioned this to Bob, the reality. Here's the reality of pro wrestling. Has MJF killed it? Sure. Yes. Has he done great? Has he delivered in virtually every situation they've put him in? Absolutely, he has. He's been great for them. Would he have gotten any of those opportunities in WWE? Absolutely not. Nope. No fucking chance you'd be a geek. Mm -hmm. Just think about WWE. You're relatively small for pro wrestling he's in great shape and everything sure but he's a relatively small guy for pro wrestling yeah he can cut a promo but they're not going to let you go out there and cut your own promo they're going to script you and the scripts gonna suck here's if i'm if i'm tony khan in this situation jericho's still working for aw right yeah he's still there i'm calling like a chris jericho or a cm punk and saying hey Sit this, down and send this the guy's straight. this guy's gonna make a big fucking mistake and piss me off. Can you go tell him how bad how it's like over there? What it's like over what, there? What's gonna happen if he does this? I, mean, I think that's you have Punk go over and have you that got, conversation because I think Jericho. I don't think Jericho views his time in WWE poorly. No, but but Jer- you gotta have it's. I almost don't want to send Punk though. Because Punk is so jaded. Punk's going to go scorched earth. I, right. he, and he's going to have that very negative view. I would take Jericho, who's going to go and say... Or Daniel Bryan, who said, I right. don't. 
or Danielson, excuse yeah. me, who looks like he he, he, he says like, I enjoyed my time there. I didn't have the experience. You're not going to be a star in WWE, right? You know, and you're gonna you're gonna. When the only reason uh, Danielson was was because of the fucking fluke. A bunch yeah. of things happened in his favor all at the same time. Yep, and he caught fire. And they really resisted getting behind him for a long time. It was kind of like the Becky thing. Yep. They really resisted yeah. that until they really had no other choice. Because Punk left. Right. And yeah. it was like, okay, well, I guess we just do this at Mania. And it was amazing. But then after that, it was just kind of like, oh, we'll stick him in a... If I had to guess, that's probably, as I'm kind of thinking about the situation, probably a more likely scenario here. Because... Again, we and we've talked about this before. When you're dealing with, when you're dealing with, quote unquote stars, you're dealing with egos, mm-hmm. and it's it's you can't be really reactionary. Like if you are, and and this is kind of true just in general in business. Like it, it, the if you're if you react very quickly, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, so, and especially with people, I like. I, I I have to think this was a listen. Keep killing it. You're gonna do well on your next contract, but we're not gonna talk about it until it's time to talk about it. And if you want to keep pulling this shit, listen. We can make your life miserable, and then when you do leave, you're not gonna get what you're gonna get, what you think you're gonna get. Well, nothing's gonna happen for you over there. Well, and I also think what's happened at the same time is you have Cody Rhodes going back to WWE. He's being pushed. He's having success. And so I think maybe people in AEW who might feel they're either underpaid or underutilized or whatever the deal may be, now they're thinking, oh, Cody went back and he's having success. Maybe I can have success. And what I would caution them with is, one, you're not Cody Rhodes. You're not Cody Rhodes. And two, it hasn't been that long. Let's wait another year. Let's see how Cody's year. doing then. Give me another six months. Because if Cody's still doing well in six months to a year, now you might be on to something. But right now, Cody might just be getting the you're a new guy who hasn't been here in a while, and we're building you up to feed you to Roman push. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be shocked if that's the direction it went. Now, if he were to say beat Roman for the title. Different story then. Then we've got something to talk about. Yeah. All right. Other highlights because I am fading okay. fast over here. Um, I mean, you know, like Alex has at least three more hours of material. Oh, you know, I can go strong. Uh, so you know, you had Adam Cole beat Samoa Joe in the other mm-hmm. uh, Owen Hart final, yes. Owen Hart Invitational Cup, whatever they're calling it, final, and it was a fine match. Um, I, I just, I again talking about Adam Cole and Britt Baker, they're. It's so funny that they're dating each other because they are both like so overexposed, in my opinion. I just feel like they both always win. It seems they're that way, all it? over television. They never lose at all. I mean, you know, they lose. They they lose, right. but they don't. But they're winning way more than they lose. Not like they're undefeated, but it just feels like, man, can we like let some other people have the spotlight? Because you have such a. Not a massive Especially roster, men. A big they roster. have a deep they men's do. roster. Yes. I mean, like you see stuff like tonight they did that that little backstage, you know, whatever segment with um who's Charlotte's husband? Andrade. Mm-hmm. Andrade's great. 
Like let's that guy barely gets any TV right. time. He let's, should be on TV. You know, yeah. get him out there a yeah. little bit. You know, they have a lot of people. Let's let's rotate some people around. Powerhouse Hobbs. I mean, he doesn't get that much TV time. You know, let's get some of these guys some work, right. some looks here. Right. Um, so you know that was fine. Burt Baker Ruby, that was fine. Um, I thought they had this trios match: Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, Page Van Zant against. That was fine. Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Tay Conti. The super kick to, to the super was, kick to, to great was perfect. Yeah, like, that was spectacular. Glorious. The match was fine. Paige Van Zandt, for someone who's never wrestled in her life, looked totally fine. Yeah, um, you know, maybe she could get something going. I mean, you know, it's like you look at Ronda in WWE. She kind of had like a nice run that first maybe year they brought her in, mm-hmm. but this latest one just seems like. They've just turned her into another cog I in the wheel. Been paying any attention. She's back around and she's just kind of like there, you know, like it's weird. Yeah. Why would you pay her a bunch of money to just come in and just be another idiots. person? But I, yeah, I don't I don't hear anything about it. I don't see anything she's done. She's just I don't pay there. any attention to what's going on over there anymore. Yeah, it's just mm. not worth my time. Um, I don't pay that close attention, but I if there was something big that happens, I would see it. Um, So you know, I thought that match was fun. Um, Kyle O'Reilly and Kyle, Kyle, wow, (laughs) Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen, eh, was fine. You know, Darby did his usual thing, threw his body around, tried to kill. I don't remember a lot of that. I might have been doing something with the baby with that. Yeah, it was it was fine. Didn't blow me away or anything. Thunder Rosa and Ser- Serena Deeb. That, that thought was that solid. was very good. Now, the highlight of the show, <laughs> by far, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, you know about this, Bob. So they has a, he has a new gimmick. He is now the Wizard Chris Jericho. Here's here's the thing. The more I hear about Chris Jericho in general, the more He's kind of amazing. He's a genius. <laughs> he gets professional wrestling in a way that most people just don't. <laughs> yeah. He's so good at it that it's annoying. So the the Jericho Appreciation Society is, of course, Chris Jericho, <laughs> Daniel Garcia, Jake Hager, Angelo Parker, and Matt Menard against uh and then they went against the blackpool combat club which in this case was just brian danielson and john moxley uh and eddie kingston santana and ortiz and essentially bob it was just a wild brawl all over the arena five different brawls pretty much all happening at the same time and not in that wwe overly scripted very clearly this is what we're like here's where the spot's gonna be i'm sure they've talked they talked about this stuff beforehand because you do have to there's some logistical shit right like the jericho and his team just came out and made a normal pro wrestling entrance and then the other five just started entering so they come out to moxley's music wild thing and they just start entering from the crowd from all these different angles and Jericho's guys all go out to meet them in the crowd. Right. And they just start brawling. And within like a minute, three people are bleeding all over the place. 
It's a wild brawl. There's tables. People are going through them. There was a rascal at one point. That didn't work out, though. <laughs> no, that didn't There were a few them. things that uh, Moxley and Jericho tried to do together that was just like, oh, you guys are just throwing everything at the wall. And huh? by the way, for at least five minutes of this, Wild Thing is playing the entire time. They just kept it playing. And then Jericho gets up to the the like, like sound the production booth, desk, and he grabs like this little piece of equipment, and he breaks it, and the music stops, and the whole arena is like, "You monster!" They were gonna play the song the whole time, you prick. Bob, this match it was maybe twenty minutes. It's like one of the greatest things I've seen in my entire. It life. It was pretty great. I've, I'm gonna have to watch. You have to watch this. It was so great. I can't even describe to you how great it was. At one point. Brian Danielson has Chris Jericho locked in the fucking, um, what's it called? I know you used to call it the yes lock. The little bell lock. The little bell lock, thank you. He's got him locked in it. Jericho's fucked. But Eddie Kingston hates Chris Jericho so much and that he legitimately wants to kill him. (laughs) So you see him start walking down the ramp covered in head to toe in blood with a gas canister because he wants to kill Chris Jericho. So he walks up to them, starts pouring gasoline all over both of them, and he grabs a match. What the fuck, man? He grabs a match, and he's about to light Chris Jericho on fire. But Brian Danielson's pissed because his teammate just poured gasoline on him so he knocks the match away and they start brawling. It's, That's great. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my it's life. It's ridiculous, but it's wonderful. It's just, just, it's glorious pro wrestling violence. It made me very happy. And we just kept, the whole time we were talking about how Renee just like, when, when John Moxley Renee comes Peck, home. Renee's at home just freaking out. She's just like, you realize you have a kid now, right? Like you're a father. At one point, Moxley gets a fire extinguisher to his face, and his face is covered in blood and whatever material is inside a fire extinguisher. Yeah, like a ref comes up and is clearing it out of his eyes. The ref's like peeling it (laughs) off his face. (laughs) We're just like Renee's at home, like, motherfucker. Like, are you serious? If you come home and you tell me you're blind, I'm going to kill you. It was. It was. It, it was, was a amazing. delight. It, it was, was the delight. best thing on the show by far, and the show was good. It I'm was not good ripping show. on the show. No, this but was this was wonderful. a standout. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, we were like, we were worried about the uh, uh, the tag match that yeah, was after this. Yeah, we're like, this. how can you follow this? But they were great. No, they were. It was really good. It was uh, the what uh, the Lucha Jurassic Express, Express, Jurassic Express. That's right. Uh, Luke, Lucha. I'm Express, glad I that's still around. So am I. No, um, like Jungle Boy, like he's he's the way in the light. He's the way for the future. They they love him, and the gimmick is great. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, yes, please. Yeah, they and faced, they get the music. Uh, Keith Lee and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks and uh, Jurassic Express ended up winning to retain the titles. But it was really good. It was fun. They were all over the place doing shit, Mm -hmm. you know. I still think, like, a match like this is always weird when you do it with tags. I just feel like automatically, if you have more than two teams, it should just be a tornado tag. It should be a tornado tag. I completely agree. I just think, like, tagging, like, your opponent out and then the idea that, 
like you could just be what you're just going to be standing on the apron it's while someone else gets it's because you're going to get involved anyway and you can never tell who's yeah. the legal person so it's just like just let them all be fucking around in there yeah, it's fine exactly it's like fine. It, you just still have to get a pin or a submission in yes, the ring right but it's like and does anything go in a tor- in a three way tag? Because how can you? It's like a it's like a triple threat, right? Triple threats are always no DQ, right? Usually, yes. So how do you like? Is it is it no DQ when it's a three way tag? I or don't. Do you just, really you just disqualify know. a team? I don't they, even know. Yeah. I don't think it's ever really been done that I remember. And then and then was, you had uh, Punk versus Hangman Page, which was great. It was good. A Maddie broke his fucking foot. Yeah, it was a little sloppy at points. I think Punk a couple times tried to do that. Um, the buckshot Larry. The buckshot Larry, which is like a what, like a flipping over the You're top. Flipping over the top. Line. That's a hard move, man. That requires some athleticism. And, and Punk's not necessarily Punk's not right. The greatest athlete to ever live, and he's also getting up there at this point, pro wrestler wise. So yeah, he did it the first time. I thought they covered it up well where it's like to me you could just have gone with it like oh he botched it and then hangman grabs him and goes into a move right, right. And just the be, second oh, no, time we, yeah we shouldn't have tried for the it second again. time he botched it and then he popped up and clotheslined him anyway it's like that looks like shit yeah that's just yeah um i wish he you know after he fucked it up once i wish he just well just leave it, it and again. it's oh no that's a really hard move to do that's why hangman's so good that kind yeah. of a thing you know and it was good and then you know punk wins and well, then, I like the, the thing that they did where Hangman's got the title. He's got the title. Ref he is down. could have cheated. And he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna fuck you up with the, the title. And Punk kind of gets up and he's like, you know, whatever. And he's like, I'm not going to do this the wrong way. we got to win the right way. Right. And then he immediately loses. Because you should always cheat when given the opportunity is the lesson here. Um, so, yeah. Punk wins the title. But apparently he... And, either- and he wrestled on Dynamite in that three that six-man tag. But I think it kind of sounded like he was already jacked up. Maybe he didn't know how jacked up he was on he Wednesday. He wasn't, hadn't seen Kind of maybe yet time went on and things got worse. I don't know. But by Friday for Rampage, they decided, okay, you got to go out there and tell the people. Because on Dynamite, they also announced, you know, um, because they've got this forbidden, short, forbidden Door show coming up with New Japan. Which we are very they had, excited oh, about. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to watch that. Um, that's going to have to be a live watch. Yeah. Because uh, I can't get spoiled on Wait, when is on that? that? June 26th, I believe, or something well, like that. Well, let's put it in the calendar then. Okay, put it in the calendar. You put it in the calendar. I don't ha- I don't put things in the calendar. God damn it. Put we also it don't have calendar. a shared calendar with Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so that him putting it in a calendar doesn't really do anything for us. Look, this is what we'll say. Okay, we'll do it like this. Because I know okay. you two live a very busy life. You're very popular people. People love you. Yes. You know, you got people coming from high and low, all of us, just north and south. I was going to say, I have like they want to hang. They want to hang. Three out with people you. that I talk to. <laughs> if if that Sunday rolls around and it's like, all right, forbidden tour time, and you're like, oh shit, we made other plans. Those plans are canceled. <laughs> oh no, no, that's what we're doing that 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 day. That's just this is what's happening. Yeah. So wait, hey, okay. I don't mean to derail you. However, if we are going to make plans for a pay-per-view, we need to talk about what food we're eating during that pay-per-view. That's very important. Well, I mean, you have your go-tos. You have pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, 
If you happen to stop by a jewel, you could get your beloved sugar cookies. Yes. Frosted sugar cookies, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you know, if you want to, on your way to get a Caesar salad from Portillo's, if you were to trip and fall over a full Portillo's chocolate cake, I wouldn't be upset. Because <laughs> I'm going to toss something out there as a boss. Because, you know, a, a live sporting event. Sure. Giordano's. That's pretty good. Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah. not a bad idea. That's a good idea. I mean, you have, uh, I'd say we have a lot of good ideas. Yeah, and it's really just which good idea. There are many like options. Yes. yes. This is true. How fat would we like to be? <laughs> <laughs> so Punk had to, he didn't relinquish well, so, the title. Right. So on Wednesday, after they won their, their trios tag, um, That's right, because I saw you came over for a walk. Was it? It was like either Bob, right after yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Right before something, yeah. Oh no, yeah, the next day I think. Wait, it was Thursday or Friday? I don't remember which. It wasn't yesterday? It was Thursday. Yeah, that hadn't happened yet. I, I, well, no, we talked about how so you told me the couple won, like after uh, he won Hiroshi Tanahashi comes out to challenge him for the AEW championship at Forbidden Door. Which so now you have like your yes please big yes. match, and you're getting like these two pretty much like Tanahashi's a legend. And I would say Punk's like, you know, I think super popular. Yes. I, I don't know that I'm calling Punk a legend. He's on his way there. I would yeah. Say. Tanahashi is a legend. He carried New Japan through some dark times on his back, like for a long, like not they're not that their characters are the same, but he's sort of like the John Cena, right? Like he had the whole promotion. Like how long did Cena just single-handedly carry WWE? Like Wonder. 10 years yeah, at like least. That. Tanahashi basically did the same thing for New Japan. Now, different characters, different people. Right. Tanahashi's an incredible pro wrestler. But so that, and that's like a dream match. I mean, I know Punk has talked before about how much he wanted to wrestle Tanahashi. So it just, I'm sure it he's sucks crushed. Because it's, it's in Chicago, hometown crowd, dream match. Yeah. You get You're injured in at the, the United w- Center. Worst possible time. Right. So it's like this really cool show, big, big show, big deal, right? These two major promotions coming together. Mm-hmm. So that's very sad that he's not going to get to do that match. Sucks. Yeah. Um, but what they've announced now, which is fun, is so at the next New Japan show, Dominion, Tanahashi is going to wrestle Goto and whoever it's they're sort of doing like a mini tournament, right? Like. So whoever wins that will then go to face someone for the AEW championship at this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And then what AEW is doing is I believe the deal is Moxley is technically ranked number one right now for men. So he's automatically in a match to qualify. And then they're doing a battle royale. I think what it's going to be basically probably is they're doing a battle royale to start Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And whoever wins that will then face Moxley at the end of Dynamite. Whoever wins that will face the winner of Tanahashi and Goto. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably there's gonna be zero right. chance Goto is... I love Goto. He's oh, not beating Tanahashi. I'd watch a go, like, Goto versus anybody. Yes, yeah. let's do it. Oh, God. Can we just have another Goto-Ishii match, please? Forever. I'll just watch those two yes. big meaty men slap me <laughs> happily. Um, I feel like... I need to get this clip of Big E saying big meaty men slap meat. And just send it over all the time. Yeah, and just 
have it like on the ready on demand to play at all sure. times it's it's outstanding <laughs> no but there's no way you can't be pumped for this this new japan show this is gonna be fucking awesome is this an opportunity to try to bring in outsiders you know i don't know because that is just that's I don't want to have to be I don't have to be talking to other people I want to be watching that and shit. And the thing is Fair. I don't think people I think this is a show for the hardcore wrestling fan. I, agree. I don't think this is a casual wrestling fan show. This isn't a WrestleMania or like a Royal Rumble where you can just bring people in and it's just like oh it's just watching whatever. And and from a hardcore wrestling fan's perspective, it's like I can't wait as they keep announcing matches because we really don't even know any now because the one match that got announced is canceled. Right. You did so say... Now, I'm assuming what this is going to lead to... Now, we got to see who wins this battle royale because that could certainly change things up. But I'm assuming it's going to be Moxley and Tanahashi because Moxley has been calling out Tanahashi for like a year and they haven't wrestled each other. So I'm thinking that's where it's going to go because Moxley's been talking a lot of shit and you still then have like a top guy facing a top guy pretty mm-hmm. much. Although no one in New Japan is anywhere near Okada top guy level wise. He's like the Roman Reigns over there. He's on a level all by himself. Right. right. And I just, I can't wait to find out whoever Okada is going to wrestle. You know that match is going to be It's going to be amazing. Unreal. It's going to be great. And that song's going to hit in the United Center. Oh my God. And it's going to be People are going to lose it. Yeah. And yeah, I can't, what, what I enjoy about something like a Moxley Tanahashi is you could do something fun because obviously your initial implica- your initial thought when you're doing these big crossover shows, right, is the top guys aren't going to lose, right? So you're Okada's and I don't think there's, I don't care who it is. I don't think there's any chance Okada, as the current IWGP he's not coming over and losing, is no. losing. That seems impossible. Yeah. But I think since you don't have a champion right now in AEW, I mean, you technically do. This one's for the interim. But to me, you could do something really fun, like have Tanahashi beat Moxley, and now you have him hold the belt until and show up on AEW and be on the show regularly until Punk comes back and then back, can do that match and then Punk beats him to unify the title right that could be a really cool way of doing That'd it be great. now are they going to do that i don't know but that would be a great way to solidify your relation your relationship with New Japan to say hey we trust you to have one of your guys hold our top belt for a couple months that would be a really cool thing to do. Well, then you get a little bit more of the uh, the talent trading, and, right. which is right where you want to be. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what else you're going to have on that show. I mean, you have so many possibilities. It's right? gonna. Have, there's no way that show is going to be bad. That show is going to be a single match on that show is going to be incredible. And if they want to do a five hour show Go like ahead. they did for that totally one, fine. do it because you got the talent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but the only other thing I think of is it'll probably be, realistically, it'll probably be like three or four actual singles matches and maybe some, but everything else is going to be like tags. Because well, just, that's I, how, you know what? Give me some bonkers that's tags. That's how New Japan normally lays out shows. Yeah. You get a shitload of tags. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. But 
I just can't wait to find out what's on the show. I don't even. It's like we're that, watching. That no it's it's what. going to be a love letter to people who love wrestling. Yeah, and that is us. I like to think. I yeah. like good wrestling, and that there's no way that show is not gonna be good wrestling. You know, I just full man. stop. You get to see Okada on a big stage in America so infrequently. Like, he hasn't been on a big stage in America basically since that all-in show, you know? And that was how, that was like four years ago or something, right? Four or five at this point, yeah. So, it's like, hey, this is a big deal. And I I can't wait to see the guy get in front. Because you know he's just going to get that outpouring of love. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because this is a... Everyone in that arena... They know. This is going to be a big fly-in show. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows who he is. I've, I've seen some people, idiot uh, WWE like apologists and like loyalists, whatever, are like, I don't know who this guy is. Why do I care? And it's like, if you don't know who... It was Tanahashi. It's like, if you don't know who this guy is, that is your fucking problem. Yeah. We're talking about one of the... That's, that's not an AEW issue. Live. That's a you issue. So if you just got your little world over here where this is the only shit that matters, that that's a you problem. And I, I just, I hope, you know, and I'm sure he will, that Okada views this as like a really big show that he's got to bring it on. Because Okada's one of those guys, he can tone it way down oh, <laughs> if yeah. he wants to. But I thought it But he can in. push it way up. Oh, he had a great match on that show. That was Marty a great Skrull. match. Yeah. yeah. He can tone it. He can go way up, and I just hope he has one of those crazy Okada matches where you're just sitting there at the end, like Jesus Christ! This I, need guy's a, the, I need a, I need this a guy's cigarette. This was amazing. <laughs> like every time you see a, a great Okada match, you're just like, you gotta I don't sit know, for a man. few minutes. You I didn't. Sit for a few I didn't minutes. see like Ric Flair in his prime, but I just feel like no one is Okada. Like he's just on a whole other level. And if, I also, I feel like he's also always learning more English. And I hope maybe we get like an Okada English promo afterwards. Because, you know, in New Japan, they like to do that too, where like the big stars talk a little you bit chat after chat a little match. bit afterward, yeah. I hope we get some Okada, you know, having a good time. And we're not even talking about like guys that can do stuff like Will Ospreay is probably going to be on that show. You know, I mean, Jay White. There's so many great people in New Japan. Naito, like... The show's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. What's Ishii going to do? He's probably just going to be in a tag. Who cares? But I could all, I love, you know, Ishii and Goto just beating up each other. I could take, give me it all. Right. And in the mixture of them with the AEW guys, you know, and I hope at some point we get, speaking of the women, some sort of AEW stardom crossover show. Maybe it's not a pay-per-view. I don't know. But something. Maybe they don't feel like they can sell that. We should get something. I would like to see a big crossover show of all those women. I just discovered something. What's that? Now a lot more makes sense. Oh, yeah? Okada uh-huh. has a video game credit. Oh, yeah. Yakuza 6. <laughs> I was gonna no, say I know it's some of those some of those um Yakuza games, the new Japan guys are all over them. That's not the only one he's in. Oh yeah. The 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 the, the, the Yakuza creator, he loves him some pro wrestling. You know why? Because he's a great man. Alright. Anyway. I really, I really did enjoy this show quite a bit. Highlighted by one incredible match that Bob must. We're watch. gonna show next time you're over to watch the Stardom show. Okay. We'll we'll have Bob we'll watch, Bob that. watch that because I'll watch that again happily. Oh, it was Bob, five stars. 
like a incredible <laughs> incredible uh on that note i think we've had a great show i just you got anything one, else? one one last thing in, in wrestling related um so because you brought up the uh jericho appreciation society which just made me chuckle immensely great great name yes um i i just took from a, the wizard i just <laughs> i had to take a peek at like um what what merch was available um and uh yeah the shirt's fine it's whatever but the name is great anyways but what um what stood out to me i i guess um and i think i knew this already but like uh i guess pro wrestling tees does all of aw shirts mm-hmm. um like how much is so pro wrestling tees is one hour tees uh, sure. Based out of Chicago. Based out of Chicago. How much of their revenue is from AEW? At uh, just this from point? professional probably wrestling all, oh, in probably general. All of it. I, I would guess that yeah, it's just it's a professional wrestling T-shirt company that has like a occasionally they do the some occasional other like yeah. yeah. I mean, because yeah, oh my god, they gotta do because they they do WWE stuff now too. They, do they really? Yeah, I don't know that they do like all of WWE stuff, but like I think maybe it's. Is Certain it people wrestlers. who are active, or is it people who well, are? Well, they have WWE. WWE's logo listed on their clients list. Oh, okay. so that's interesting. Yeah, so um, they're working with them. I, you Unless know, it's like Austin's got some. Well, Austin, there. Austin that does that. Cody does. Me, by the way, before I forget, to further that storyline, MJF they pulled all his shirts and they took him off the roster page. So they're going all in. Oh yeah. Oh. I would love to know like the full extent of what they did to him. Again, we'll hear the story in like say, 15, 15 years. or 20 years. Yeah. Well, and, and, and look, realistically, this is where you would think the guy got a raise, right? Because if you're pulling his shirts, if you're pulling all the merchandise, you'd think the guy probably got paid. I don't think so. I think it's... It, no, trust me at this point, dude. It's a work. Don't get worked. It's a work. <laughs> it's a work, dude. Uh huh. If you go watch this promo, it's a work. Is it? Hold on. Let me, let well, me ask you, let, let me ask no, you a question, Bob. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You are the owner of the company. Yeah. Guy no-shows the fan fest. Yep. Next Wednesday, do you say, here's a live microphone. Go out and say whatever you want live on television if you haven't come to an agreement? I'm not saying you haven't come to... Here's here's the thing. I, I and maybe he did get it. Maybe he did get his raise. I don't know. I I do know that billionaires don't like being fucked with, and they are very vindictive. And Tony loves wrestling, but he's a billionaire. So well, his I, dad's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. It's you know. It's, so I don't know. Like, listen, I, I I'm not I, I'm not gonna sit here like and argue like that. He definitely got like Tony just really took it to town. I just really would love to know more about what did happen because I don't think it's a guarantee that he got his raise. Because I think there's a lot 
that could be held over him to say, if you don't get in line, you are never, ever going to get your raise. Period. In fact, you are not going to work in this business anymore. Maybe. But we don't know. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think your your side's, you know, I, I, I lean, I, I tend to lean a little bit more towards people realize what they're about to, it's, it's a lot easier for a company to be like, you don't realize what you're about to lose than for them to buckle to an employee's demands. That's true. But also maybe they came to an agreement weeks ago. We don't know. It's possible. And it, the whole thing's right. going to work. It could completely be work. We'll know we in 15 know. years. <laughs> yeah, we'll know one day. We'll see how it kind of goes. It would be There'll a t- be a podcast. Oh, yeah. Someday. Meltzer will be 90. A thousand years from home. now, and we will we will. And Tony Khan will be telling him. We will learn what happened. But anyways, the whole point of my last little bit here is fucking one-hour tease is... Oh, just, they they are all in on pro wrestling. They they were in the right place when you at see the, the right time. When you see the billboards, it's always Colt Cabana. Well, you know, well Colt's been doing that since they were just So if you go on their go on their website, their story of how they got into pro wrestling is um what was it? Punk did something. He needed a shirt like well, he did the podcast, didn't no, he? It or was no? before the. So it was. Well, this is even longer ago then. So hold on, hold on. I got to pull this up because it it's kind of it's really fascinating. Where there, Erica's like, I'm so tired. Like, well, this I be can. Quick. It's a couple minutes. It's yeah, it is, I am. I just, my, I am really. If tired. we don't stop soon, I won't be able to play four hours of The Witcher before I pass. Well, I'm actually. I'm going right to bed. I'm gonna read some fic and then I'm gonna go to sleep because it's already. Yeah, I, I, um, this is a, uh, a quick, my sides tend to be pretty quick. Um, I close that tab, but it's, I'm really making quick. an incredulous face. My, hey, no, we, well, to be fair, we typically do like, uh, a cup about our company. Here we go. So, he, He's evidently Punk broke Big Big Show's hand at some point. Okay, and like I was gonna say, this must have happened. This would be in like 2010. Yeah, like a very long ass time ago. Yeah, like back in 2010. So Colt emailed One Hour Tease and was like, "Not sure if you're familiar with me, but I'm a wrestler named Colt Cabana, and I have a friend named CM Punk who's in WWE." that needs a shirt to wear on TV that says, I broke Big Show's hand. And that... And that was the start that of it. That was the start of it. <laughs> and like, and now talk, Colt is on all of their... Has been for... Since we lived in this city. And they're making bank just printing endless wrestling t-shirts. Like Talk about being at the right place at the right and time. And I think they actually closed their actual storefront, right? Because I think it's all just a production warehouse now. I don't think that storefront's there anymore. I think like they're in there, yeah. but I don't think you can go in. I think it's it, all just. It like, did say that the 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 front. They said the store's closed. You have to order online now. Yeah. Um. But uh, 
I mean, that could just be COVID stuff, though. Maybe it could. Yeah, it's either COVID or maybe they needed the space just to make everything. Yeah, that that that's just kind of great. I use them to print for shirts for our family reunion when we hosted mm-hmm. a couple years ago. But it's kind of it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it was good to be here. Was it? I had a nice time. You had Hooters. Your daughter probably wanted to kill me because I took away her television. There were a couple times she brought the remote over. She's, and she's like, like, remote. We're still watching this, huh? Oh, she, did, she didn't seem too bad. No. She wasn't. I didn't have to turn something else on. So that was... That no, was she, she... There was like a few times where she was like, remote. And then she brought it to you and it was like, ah, it's not happening. And then she got distracted. And then she was like, oh, beans. Right. <laughs> the beans. The beans. We love the beans. <laughs> anyway. It was good to be here. Say sorry to your daughter for me. Hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.